It's time for Twig This Week in Google. Stacy's here. Ant's here. And look who's in studio with us. Jeff Jarvis will talk about Google's quarterly results that just came out. Surprise, surprise, surprise. It's a profit thing. We'll also talk about where Ruth Porat is going. And Jeff went to Google yesterday to learn about the new Journal LM. We're going to find out. What's it called? Notebook LM. We're going to find out all about Notebook LM. And I'm going to learn what it's called next on This Week in Google. This show is brought to you by Cisco Meraki. Without a cloud-managed network, businesses inevitably fall behind. Experience the ease and efficiency of Meraki's single platform to elevate the place where your employees and customers come together. Cisco Meraki maximizes uptime and minimizes loss to digitally transform your organization. Meraki's intuitive interface, increased connectivity, and multi-site management keep your organization operating seamlessly and securely wherever you're team is. Let Cisco Meraki's 24-7 available support help your organization's remote, on-site, and hybrid teams always do their best work. Visit meraki.cisco.com slash twit. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twig. This Week in Google, episode 726, recorded Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. Corpora, Bailiwick, and Jones. This Week in Google is brought to you by Discourse, the online home for your community. Discourse makes it easy to have meaningful conversations and collaborate anytime, anywhere. Visit discourse.org slash twit to get one month free on all self-serve plans. And by AWS Insiders Podcast. Search for AWS Insiders in your podcast player or visit cloudfix.oria.com slash podcast. We'll also include a link in the show notes. And our thanks to AWS Insiders for their support. And by Fastmail. Reclaim your privacy, boost productivity, make email yours with Fastmail. Try it now free for 30 days at fastmail.com slash twit. It's time for Twig this week in Google, the show we cover the latest news from Google. Uh, far, far away in the distant land of Bainbridge lives a woman named Stacy. Who is today the only person on Zoom? Do you see Stacy? So all of us, or do you see, see yourself? Um, I pin the other thing, but today I just see me. Yeah, because they're not on oh. Zoom. I'm sorry, oh, Stacy. That's right. But it's nice to see you. And oh, well, now I won't know when I can run to the. You bathroom. don't know when you can go to the bathroom because we're all here and you and I. <laughs> but we will know. Also in the studio with me, Mr. Ant Pruitt. Good to see you, Ant, our our wonderful community manager. Manager, <laughs> I told you I was going to be tired. Oh man, I had the Pappy Van Winkle last night. Our wonderful community manager for Club Twit. Good to see you. Hello, sir. And in studio with us because he just gave his big lecture at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco. The author of the Gutenberg Parenthesis, the Age of Print, yeah. and its lessons for the age of the internet. Jeff Jarvis is so good to see it you. Is so good to be here. It really is. And and I I risked. <laughs> 
Craig, with the gun. Craig, Craig gets his plug no matter what. I jump. I, I risked life and limb to come here. I you drove took the bridge? over the bridge. Did you, uh, did you close your eyes when the driver? I was happy that it was foggy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That made me happy because I can't can't see yeah. Actually, that's what's going good, on. By the way, that's, just, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you don't want. Because if you can't see, neither can the other drivers. So I just, uh, yeah. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. Minor detail. I did. I did feel a little faint halfway across. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Jeff. Uh, ever since 9 11 mm-hmm. has had a uh, kind of a phobia of crossing bridges. Understandably, especially uh, suspension bridges. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. Um, Jeff was in New York City, was on the New Jersey Path train mm-hmm. when the mm-hmm. towers went down in uh, New York City. Yep. And, and you came out of the path into a into the path of a lot of dust and debris. Once, and once, the, once wow. the number two fell. Yeah, I was yeah. I was in oh, wow. um, I know that. I was in the last path train as the uh first jet hit. Wow. I was across the street when the second jet hit. Oh my gosh. And then I was a block away from the South Tower when it came down. <clears throat> Horrible. Didn't know that. And my wife remains angry with me to this day that I didn't get the hell out of there. You watched. You were a journalist. I was a journalist. You You're a journalist. And, you yeah, run yeah. into the... Cr- yeah. 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 i tell you, it, I, I've told this before, but going to the 9-11 Museum there, it, where the path train is, yes. you know, where the old station was. Um, How was it? I've not had the courage to go. Yep. I'm, it, I was bawling my eyes out because yeah. for that very reason, you see the... Where the first responders are running in as everybody's running out, yes. and there's a f- melted fire truck at the at the entrance to the museum. I mean, a truck that was mm-hmm. just melt melted from the heat. I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah, I it's remember great. the faces of them going into the tower, and they knew what I was too stupid to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. they knew what they were going into. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, good to have you here. Thank, thank you, you for braving your phobia. Survive that and the bridge. <laughs> I now have a fear of the letter X. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What the hickety-hawk is going on over there on the Twitter? It is now X.com. How much did he pay for that domain? Not enough, because Microsoft and Facebook both own the trademark. <laughs> uh, and apparently, he did, they didn't bother. They didn't. They Because I think, and this is Elon to a T, in his mind, he invented X because back before PayPal, mm. his company was right. X.com. He's right. owned X.com ever since. They merged with PayPal, and it was his goal at the time to take uh, Cofinity, which is the company that was run by Peter Thiel and Max Levchin, merged with uh, X.com, and they named the merged companies PayPal, but but even then, Elon wanted to make the everything app. He said, it's a trillion-dollar idea. I'm going to call it X.com. And Levchin and Teal basically forced him out because he was nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, was, if they think you're <laughs> <laughs> they, they said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do the everything company. We're going to do PayPal, which turned out to be the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and so he's always wanted to do this. And I'm sure in his mind, he thinks, well, I thought of this in 2000, so it's mine. Tough noogies. It's not how it works, right. unfortunately. Uh, he's already banned in, uh, what is it, Sri Lanka uh, or Malaysia because you can't have a company with the word X, name X in the, in the company. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's an anti-porn restriction. Uh, no it's ever, bizarre because no if, you, huh? if you go to X.com and redirects you still to Twitter.com, but they did rename some Twitter things to X. It's a very weird, ill-planned conversion. So it's my, like I, if you let yeah. high school students be in charge yeah. 
of a branding exercise. I mean, that is what it's like. It's like letting just someone, your intern, take care of renaming the company. It's the high school students who are in detention. He uh, he had, and you probably saw the video, uh, he had uh, scissor trucks come out to start taking down the Twitter from the front of the building. But it turns out he didn't get a permit because, again, I'm Elon Musk. I don't have to. And the police stopped him after they got TWITT down. So just on the front, it said, Err. Emergency response. Err. 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 I presume by now it's all down. But it's that's this is Elon Musk in a nutshell. He's not a planner. He, no, he took wait, a beloved brand. What if it wasn't necessarily about planning? What if it was, I can do whatever the hell I want? Well, it is, right? You know, let it me is. just take yeah, these letters down. Literally, that's what it is. I, I don't, their rules don't apply to me. He's famous for, and, and Linda Yaccarino, the new CEO, uh, kind of kissed his ring when she sent out her first memo saying, we're going to do this all from first principles. This is what Elon Stans say is his secret recipe for genius is instead of taking as given what people tell him, he says, we're going to break it down and we're going to start at first principles, uh, which it does. That's not what that means. What he really is saying is, no, we're going to do it my way. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. I'm so sad because I had the little, what do they call the ears from the browser? The, the things, the little things there. I had tabs. The, well, no, but the, no, thing, the little, oh, the little icons. Yeah, the icon. There's a name for it. Yeah. What? Navicon. Thank you. Navicon. So I still had the birds until this morning. And the birds are gone now. The birds are gone now. Yeah. I also, there, there was one argument online that we should, you call it a, a, a tweet, a yeet. And I said that sounds like anal leaking. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a yeet. It's a fart. A yeet. Yeah. No, I know. There's no. all sorts of things that if you had, you know, spent five minutes thinking about, you would have said, oh, well, you know, maybe we should plan this. Uh, just threw it in the air. Has there been any speculation on what this whole rebranding attempt is supposed to be about? Because I remember uh, part of the whole acquisition that he sort of kicked and dragged his feet on is he, he didn't like the brand of Twitter and mm-hmm. wanted to get in and clean things up, yada, yada, yada. And He did I, say very early on, I want to make it the everything mm-hmm. site. I wanted to do payment. But, you know, that's like saying I want to be a billionaire. Okay. But there's, you know, there's a few steps. There's still some work along the way. There's still some work. (laughs) Um, I think I just, it's, it's, we are, we live in interesting times. It's unaccountable. It's just, here's a guy who has so much money. I mean, big deal. He's, he's worth so much that even losing, it won't be 44 billion because he borrowed 13 billion from the bank. So even losing $31 billion of his own money. It's not a big deal. You know what's driving me crazy now is that when Trump was in office, the media would take every single tweet of his and write an entire news story about it. It was and easy. And now they're doing that with Musk. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Me his, his new CEO. So she's basically just been a bit of a puppet, not necessarily. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. she's just still going along with. In fact, what was her tweet? <laughs> she. <laughs> I got to read this. Because it was just so, <laughs> when when it happened on Sunday, it happened over the weekend, um, and she tweeted kind of, I guess, her vision for the future of uh, of Twitter. Um, I have to get through all the retweets of Elon. <laughs> Look at, they have a big uh, X on the headquarters tonight. That's Yeah, so that's all she's doing is just amplifying so his message. That's so oh, yeah. great. So here's... Um, Here's uh, God. It's just it's it's 
business doublespeak, if I can find it. Um, Bunch of platitudes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those. Yeah. I love those meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, come on. It's an exceedingly rare thing in life or business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one massive impression and changed the way we communicate. Now yeah. X will go further. Oh, transforming geez. the global town square. Um, okay. She could have stopped right there and I'd have been fine with that. Yeah. Still be For years, <laughs> fans and critics alike have pushed Twitter to a dream bigger, to innovate faster, to fulfill the great potential. X will do that and more. We've already started to see X take shape over the past eight months through our rapid feature launches, but we're just getting started. X will be the platform that can deliver, well, everything. Elon Musk and I are looking forward to working with our teams and every single one of our partners to bring X to the world. I don't think she respects him. She didn't say Mr. <laughs> Mr. Musk. You would say Mr. Musk. If I respect you. If yeah. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> you, you don't call me Mr. Laporte, do you? No. Uh, <laughs> I, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's of course, just, Mr. Laporte. It's uh, <laughs> just bizarre what's going on over there. I don't know. I don't know what to what to say. Um I don't have it's a sad. problem I mean, this with is, rebranding. That's that seems to be. A, I do. A, if you have a brand that's really well known, if it's really well known for for bad stuff, you think? I that mean, Twitter considering everybody brand? was leaving Twitter because of its brand of 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 being a troll farm and, and misinformation. I, and no, so I would say they were leaving Twitter because it was a troll farm, mm-hmm. but the brand was somewhat intact. I think they left with some regret, and there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who stayed because it's Twitter. Yeah, because it's Twitter. Yeah. And I've heard a number of people say over on threads that uh, <laughs> of all the things that Elon did, this was the one that hurt the most. This yeah. is the one where there's, where it's really like, yeah, I guess it's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But... But there was a great essay I put in the rundown a couple of weeks ago by um, Andre Brock Jr., who I quote often on the show, who, talking about black Twitter, said, I'm not leaving. I'm still not leaving. Still have an investment in this. Still right. created something here that um, we couldn't have created elsewhere. Okay. So it's not, it's not a say, word for everybody. If you say so. You I brought guess. up threads. What are your you, – you still hanging in there with threads? I like thre- uh, threads and blue sky both. Have promise. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, when we had, uh, we were talking about threads with Dan Patterson, who was like almost shaky saying, but Meta is among the worst companies in the world. This is a company that mm-hmm. fostered, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, genocide among the Rohingya that, that, that supported, you know, uh, a junta, military junta in Myanmar. This is not a good company. Mm-hmm. And people are, are just hiding that. F- you know, putting their heads in their sand when they're joining. I remember that. That was on Twit. Yeah, it was on Twit because they're they're pretending it's not Meta. You know, oh, it's it's not Meta. Well, once again, only Musk could make Zuck look good. I know he did too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. All right. So that's enough. Uh, the brand rebranding has happened. <clears throat> A few people uh, on Monday said, "Oh, he's just joking. He'll go back." And I think it's I think it's permanent now. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but I'm not going to refer to it as that. You can call it Twitter still. Always, always. I have to say, as the owner of the Twit trademark, which preceded <laughs> the Twitter trademark, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that's to a be point. honest. Yeah, I saw someone is, in our in our Discord brought up a little a funny tweet about you and 
basically saying, hey, way to go, Twit TV, and playing the long game. And, <laughs> <laughs> we hung in there. And winning the battle. I remember I, remember I mentioned this because, uh, you know, we were up, we were really upset when they named it uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed um, Ev. Ev, Ev Williams uh, shortly after. I said, why'd you call it Twitter? Do you, you knew about Twit because you ran Odeo, which owned Twit. He said, "Yeah, we didn't think we didn't think either of us were going anywhere, so it was okay." <laughs> well, guess what, Ev? <laughs> Look who survived! Look who's still here! Look who's still standing! <laughs> you were right. <laughs> the real chief. Anyway, twit, yeah, we, uh, we 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 had a little battle with them over uh, over that. Uh, mm. Elon, remember he called himself Chief Twit, yep. which was yeah, very yeah. annoying to me. Now he's Chief X. Chief X, that's good. <laughs> you be that. That's you strong. go be Chief X. <laughs> Enjoy. Good <clears throat> More importantly, the Google annual or quarterly results are out. Good Lord. <laughs> 79% of their revenue comes from advertising. Is that a surprise? No. Well, it's down from 98%. So they have managed to <laughs> diversify that, considerably. That's better, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For 2023, the quarter entering June 30th, Revenue was $74 million. That was up $5 million from the year before, up 7%. Uh, operating margin is 29%. That's a pretty good margin. That's that's how much Where, of that is, is profit. It, is mm-hmm. it going down, though? Uh, no, it was 28% last quarter, the last nope. year-over-year quarter. Uh, <laughs> I was like, year-over-year, quarter-over-quarter. Net man. income, that's the one we care about. $18 billion in three months. Mm, mm, That's mm. pretty good. Although Microsoft, $20 billion in three months. Their quarterly results came out today as well. Uh, Microsoft made $72 billion in profit last year. Dang. Over the last Can, year. That's a do you want some, billion a week. <laughs> do you want some crazy numbers? Yes. Okay. You know, our, our three cloud providers, mm-hmm. Microsoft Cloud. So they, they basically said at their earnings, Microsoft Cloud surpassed $110 billion in annual revenue. AWS recorded $80.1 billion in revenue. Oh, that's interesting. Huh? And ready? Google Cloud, and they don't break it out, is estimated. Gartner estimates it at $9.1 billion. One-tenth. Mm. One tenth of AWS. Wow! But I'm surprised Azure beat AWS. Yeah. Part of this, though, is accounting, uh, you know, Falderall because Microsoft bundles. We talked about this on Windows Weekly. They they put different categories in, mm-hmm. and it's very hard. They it's really intentional on all these companies. They they don't want to be too oh, clear. There's a way of cooking the books. Well, let me let me make a quick <laughs> clarifying because if we're lumping Google Cloud. In total, was twenty six point three billion in twenty twenty two. But but hold on, they clump their infrastructure business, which is what I said was nine point one billion, with the workspace business, which uh, to me is not workspace cla- I mean, is not- uh, what we pay for mm-hmm. Google yeah. Docs and all that stuff. Ah, oh, so that isn't re- well. I mean, it runs on the cloud. I don't know. Is that their cloud business? No, I mean AWS is all. All cloud, like that's all right. infrastructure. Renting out. So that's right. that's more apples to apples. Google Cloud yeah. was up, according to this, uh, quarter over quarter, year over year, uh, considerably. Uh, 
$8 billion compared to $6.2 billion last year at this time. Other bets, $285 million, up over $193 million this time. Go Nest! Go Nest. <laughs> Search is the biggie, right? And But advertising is the biggie of the biggie. $58 billion in advertising. And how much of Search is advertising, too? Yeah. Yeah, right. Search is advertising. Is advertising. What's the what's the revenue, no the revenue from Search? Well, it's all it's all, yeah. saying, it's all advertising. You know, I was I, I went to Google um, yesterday morning. Saw Stephen Johnson and saw the team that did uh, Notebook LM, which we can talk about later. Um, but it, it it occurred to me as I was walking around that Google more and more has become a B two B business. Yeah. And the B to C. Uh, no. Well, really? Well, let me you don't just, think let me so? just for a second. Um, and I'll, then, okay. then tear me down, Stacey. Tear me down. Um, uh, advertising is B to B. And a lot of it. It is advertising service to other companies, right? Hosting, uh, research, all those things. The B2C well, and Google is selling advertising to businesses. They're not selling it to yes, individuals. Yes, that's right. That's, that's right. what I saw. So, so Google really is a B2B. Yeah. And, 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 but, and we're but you search. Consumers use search, but the revenue comes from other businesses. That's right. what I thought. That's that's why we all say that you're not the customer. That's right. For this you're sort the, of thing. You're, you're the, the product. product. Yeah. Well, true of media, too. Um, no, they're not the product. You're not our product. You're our friend. I don't. I mean, I think, I think the audience like. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll just. Well, Stacey, let, let me try this. Let me try this scenario. Make your point. You. If if Google were to break up, not that I am in favor of that, I'm not, because uh, I don't think it'll accomplish anything. But if they were to break up, the presumption in the past is they would get rid of part of the ad business or something like that. What if instead they said, you know. Google and YouTube are consumer facing and we're not very good at that. We kill services all the time. Uh, we'll make that a separate company and Alphabet becomes purely B2B advertising services, advertising sales, uh, all of that plus hosting plus research plus those things. That's what I was just, I was starting to think that I had, I had the notion of Google kind of reversed where the consumer businesses are there almost as demonstration projects for what has become their real business. That's my point, Stacey. The, uh, okay, no, that that makes sense, yeah. and I mean YouTube though is consumer facing, but again, it's a. I think what then it would do is turns Google into from a tech company to a media company. Media, yeah. Leo has been saying be for a long time that he objects to that lash up, right? Yeah. Well, I do. I, guess if you want, I point, do if what Google seen. is is a is a search engine, but really, honestly, if it's an ad. If it's an advertising company, of course it's a media company. You have to have something to put the stick to glue the yeah, ad, yeah. stick the ads to, like a stand. Mm -hmm. It's billboards. Yeah. yeah, ad sales rose four point four percent for uh, YouTube in the quarter after I think a couple quarters of down. Yeah, so that's a big deal. Yeah. The other big news: uh, Ruth Porat, who has been the uh, the slasher. Uh, has a new job. <laughs> she, she's the one who's she as CFO was cutting all of the. Uh, dead weight Breaking at least she, hearts. yeah i mean i don't we don't know how the politics works inside so maybe yes maybe no but she was certainly the the face of all of that uh slashing she will assume the newly created role of president and chief investment officer for alphabet effective september 1st she'll continue to be cfo she's not leaving oh yeah oh Including leading the company's 2024 and long-range capital planning I thought, process. Wait, wait, wait. She's, uh, for now, I thought. Until there's a replacement is what I read somewhere. 
in her new role. It says, wow, will continue okay. to serve as CFO. I'm looking at the Google press release. In her new role, Ruth will be responsible for Alphabet's investments in its other bets. Did they call her Ruth? Ms. Porat will be responsible for Alphabet. Maybe they don't like her as much. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> will be responsible for Alphabet's investments in its other bets portfolio. Working Other bets is the thing that Ruth Porat has been slowly chopping away at. Working closely with Sundar, if I worked at Verily or Waymo, I'd be a little nervous. And the company's investments in countries and communities around the world. Um, in her new role, said Sundar Pichai, Ms. Porat will strengthen our collaboration with policy makers and shape our corporate investments to yada, yada, yada. I'm excited about this new role, says Ms. Porat, and the opportunity to engage with leaders globally to unlock global growth via technology and investment. CNBC says you will continue as CFO until Alphabet selects a replacement. Okay. Okay. But she's going to lead the long-range capital planning process for 2024. Oh, well, I, you're right. I missed the rest of the sentence. Mm -hmm. While the company searches Just for like. and selects her successor. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I, I missed that whole detail. Second you're, you're just like an LLM, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the first you hallucinated. <laughs> anyway, um, a good quarter. Ad sales are up. Yeah. Um, YouTube's doing well. Alphabet tops the uh, market's estimates, so I'm sure that's good for the stock market, um, which is good for Google, right? And and the diversification is really important. It really was 98% advertising back wow. in the day. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, what? It takes time to to make to juggle that tightrope from yep. going from one business to another, especially one is with such high profit margins. Right. And it works. It's flat out right. works. Two billion logged in monthly users watching YouTube Shorts. That's a that's a success. It always I don't seems even like they're know watching what those are. Really, it's TikTok. Yeah, it's <laughs> Google's YouTube's TikTok. Oh. Yeah. So it's like two billion people are using something, and I don't even know what it is. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, last year the number was one and a half billion, so it's going up. I asked my son. Remember, Henry has, is was it created a TikTok channel where it was pretty successful, pretty viral, more than two million followers he says shorts is my new platform pretty much i said is it reels is it insta is it is it uh, tiktok he said yeah i'm still on tiktok but really shorts is uh, youtube is where i want to be and i think that's because from a creator's point of view that's where the money is yes. people look at mr beast yeah. and say wow uh you can get rich on youtube if you're mm -hmm. successful tiktok while you get the engagement you get the audience the algorithm supports you you don't get the money. So. No. And you, can subscribe. You, you don't even necessarily get the engagement. You just get right. following right. on TikTok. Right. right. And, and whether or not you're going to get fed. That's a different I well, follow Henry and I never got Henry. <laughs> right. right. But I mean, uh, I, subscribe I know, YouTube, YouTube, I know YouTubers yeah. say hit the subscribe button and all that, but that doesn't make you show up more, does it? No. We were just talking about this yesterday in the photography and creative arts channel in our Club Twit Discord, by the way. Um, my... My subscriber count, I think I have over 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. But when I look at my analytics, it may be 1% of my subscribers actually wow. watching my videos. Really? Wow. The rest of the views are from everywhere else, from yeah, search from and search terms and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at the things I'm subscribed to here, but that's when I click the subscriptions button. They don't show up here in the recommendations 
Yeah, recommendations are always totally different for me. Although, frankly, these are the ones I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather watch. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, and that was another <laughs> argument. They're I think the recommendations does really well for yeah. me. Uh, our members disagree. Well, some of our members disagreed. But for me, I, I will turn on YouTube on the television Watch and sit on my couch and watch as if I'm watching a not and not your subscriptions, but the recommendations. Yeah, the recommendations. Yeah, and that's and yeah. by the way, that's the lesson learned by TikTok. Uh, the lesson learned by uh, Twitter now with the for you button, and even Threads has now introduced that. Uh, you know, so they were for you. They were algorithmically driven for the first few I weeks. I wasn't a fan of that. I'm glad I got. The well, and this account. is. I mean, this is what net. Remember how when you remember when Netflix sent you DVDs in the mail, and they had like. I don't know. I'm Everyone not that had their old. Everyone as- their aspirational <laughs> DVDs. And Netflix knew. And yeah. they would be like, yeah, okay, these are going to sit on your, your, you know, you're going to have them for like four, four weeks before you give up and send them back. Um, we subscribe to things like that's our aspirational self. And then we click on things that we're like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I do need to clean up my YouTube subscriptions. Um, but it, it, I, I I just enjoy what YouTube has figured out about me, and and that's partly, but I'm sure because of me hitting like and dislike on things too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm like they they can tell how long you watch something <clears throat> that's and where you more stop. Like I think it. that's yeah. probably yeah. They're following. I mean, you know how they're like your actions show who you are, not your words. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The tech companies, they have all the ability to see our actions and they can yep. say, yeah, here's the chance to tell me what you like. Yeah, this but is where I- he scrolled past and this is where he paused his scrolling, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, pollsters, yeah. when they ask what TV channels people watch, they will always say public broadcasting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when it actually comes down to ratings, it ain't public broadcasting, no. right? No. People are not good self-reporters. Unless you're my husband. I swear, every time I get in the car, NPR, I'm like, he is listening to NPR. Well, that's because he's a traditional liberal left wing. Now, with a lot of the <laughs> people using using their mobile phones to consume this stuff, uh, I, I wonder if the whole YouTube shorts number going up is because it was sort of force fed. Uh, when you open up YouTube on the mobile app, that's pretty much the first things I see. I really? scroll past Facebook too. Really? I, I, I end up watching the damn things yeah. and I don't mean to, I don't want to. It's another Irish setter. So I love seeing it. Uh, yep. But, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, it'll get me once in a while and I'll yeah. say, Ugh. so I'm wondering if that's part of it too. The same way threads just sort of force feeds and some different things to us. I wish they'd given us better, uh, and they don't companies don't do this anymore breakdowns of where the money came from for instance mm-hmm. how much did money did they make on sunday ticket compared to how much they spent on the nfl right yep. uh, they started Zero subscriptions in april Zero. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, it yeah, they really still have expensive. those breakdowns they just don't tell us they know oh gosh yes oh yeah they that's know. what ruth is looking at yeah right but generally accepted accounting practice is not necessarily what principles. Gonna, yeah, principles is not what we're going to hear. Um, Google did say that it is reaching 150 million people on connected TV screens in the U.S. So a growth opportunity. Uh, that means people on that, that's doing what watching it on TV. Because every mean? TV is a connected TV. Yeah. We're, we're only 74 percent of connected TVs are connected TVs <laughs> yeah. this year. I wow. just. All the TVs basically yeah, are connected. That's, I'm like, what? that's a seventy-four percent. That's but but I guess that's quarters. compared to uh, watching YouTube on your phone, mm-hmm. 
right? Or your computer, they're watching on their TVs. But that's what you just said. Yeah, you, I watch on my television. Yeah. I and watch I think, on my television I, most you know, of the That's time. what young people... I, I, I remember coming home and seeing Henry when he was in high school with his buddies sitting watching YouTube on the TV. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can... There's HBO. They, <laughs> no, no, we want to watch... They don't watch it on the TV. They watch it on an iPad or their laptop. Well, they it depends what's there, right. And they were listening to music. They were actually using it as a music player as much as anything else. Uh, oh. A company did announce... That it has, uh, okay, they last year said that we have 80 million paid users on YouTube Premium and Music. They did not give a number this time. I'm thinking of canceling that. They, raised, they just raised the price hugely. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you something, because you will cancel it, and then you will see how many ads you get on YouTube, don't and do you it. will immediately don't sign do up. It. <laughs> don't do it. It is so bad. Really? I don't know how people watch YouTube without oh, having It's really bad. Or ad blocking. Maybe you or just don't watch YouTube. <laughs> What? What? Get real. Wait a minute. I, I only, What's the show I called? Like, I, don't, I don't spend that much time on YouTube. I mean, I, mean, I watch hot ones occasionally or the random right. clips. You got to watch hot ones or, or, or somebody somebody hasn't found. You just haven't found the thing. <coughs> but there's, Hot ones is my thing. Well, you watch it then. How often do you watch it? See me. I want to get on here and watch oh. Hans Zimmer. In their so, concerts. Honestly, oh. I, I I watch stuff on YouTube and I feel guilty that I don't watch more stuff. It's like, there's so much good stuff here. I should be looking at YouTube all more. Of this I is feel stuff. like I'm violating Ant's privacy. No, all of this is stuff that I would watch. Easy yeah. way to lose weight. Easy like way. That's, 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 that's Huberman. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like uh, Huberman's podcast. Yeah. Tom Segura. Yeah. There's Georgia yeah. Dow. Yeah. MKBHD up here. Yeah. Uh, airline pilot guy. It's They know me. Lewis, Ribs for my Lewis wife. <laughs> Ribs for my wife. Ribs for my wife. Wow. Yeah. Giving them back after Adam took it. Uh, YouTube knows me. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> um, preparing for the shutdown. What's that? Dan, I don't know. Um... Ooh, oh no no oh no! That's um the Mercedes Benz F one team. Oh yeah, I, I've watched it. I've oh, watched okay. a lot of this stuff. Yeah, too. that is. A I like I like F one on the uh, yeah. on the YouTube. I watch a lot of that too. All right, it's like Reddit. Reddit is the same thing. You 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 tell it what you want, and you're going to get a lot of content you like, and it makes it very sticky. So Scooter X has the number. It's going from nine ninety nine a month to thirteen ninety nine a month. That yeah. is a big. Oh, that is a big is. increase. I'm on the family plan, so I'm over twenty. Wow. For mine. But the thing is, Mr. Jarvis, my card expired a couple of years ago and I, I didn't think anything about it. And it was almost like we all at the same time decided to watch YouTube in the house and everybody yelled, what is wrong with these ads? <laughs> it's so and bad. It's there's, really bad. There's a lot of pre-roll. They interrupt in the middle. In the, the middle. Something. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. worst is when they interrupt music. Oh, dude. wait a minute. You'll get an ad in a song? That's just wrong. To me. In the middle of a song? Yep. That is terrible. Okay, okay, Leo. I've got the new business model here. We should just stop right now and play right, an no, ad. No, right in the middle of a sentence. Lisa, Lisa, stick an ad no, in. Right? No, 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 don't. No, please. I beg of you. Uh, we've had that specific conversation. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah, you don't. You don't want to get those emails. If that happens, you. tell us because we don't. It's not supposed to. the The way it works, and it isn't going to be on this show because we have three ads. But if say we had two ads, we have three slots for three. That third slot, I would, and you've heard me do it probably. I would say, oh, we'll be coming up. We're going to take your picks of the week, two, three, four, and then we'll do it. And that's they're supposed to put a tone in, right? Is that what it is, Benito? You like. No, it's a, it's like a marker. 
<laughs> it's a, it's a, mar- a marker on the timeline. <laughs> Nobody just, else used that mic. <laughs> did, did you just hear that? Did it work? <laughs> the, Leo, the appropriate marker is. Yes, oh, that yes. one. <laughs> what does it sound like, Benito? Does it have a sound? No, it's just like a little like line you put in a timeline. Ah, okay. But it must, like, something. So, like, color bars. Uh, How do they know? Because uh, you're, you're going to compress right. it down and send them an MP4, right? So what do they get in the MP4 that, that tells their machinery, put an ad here? Um, I think it just lines up with the time code. It just says, like, okay. Oh, it's a time code. Yeah, it's a time code. Okay, well, let's get it right, because we don't want to interrupt me in the middle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of a sentence. Oops. Um, Street View is back. After a hiatus of 10 years, we used to call Germany Blurmany because for some reason they were very privacy focused. They all, always would blur their houses. So I put in a, a video uh, uh, after for the story. For some reason. Some reason. <laughs> Datenschutz. Datenschutz. What's that mean? Datenschutz. Uh, data protection. Uh-huh. They don't really have a word yeah. for privacy. The word for privacy is data protection. Uh-huh. Which is kind of Good on them. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, so this is one of the countries to shun the service early on was Germany, where privacy outcries and lawsuits led to, <laughs> led to German halting the Google halting the Street View rollout in 2011 after only covering about 20 big cities. Oh, I didn't know that. They just stopped. They just stopped. So, so the, the, on line 37, it's a long video, but it's a good video. This guy goes back on the story of how this all happened at the beginning. It was one politician in one small village who decided, I'm going to object to my house being this, and I'm going to go out. And and he used it for political ends, and that's what spreads. It was one little village in Germany that then (sighs) spread around. They formed a human chain to keep the Google Street View car from driving down their streets because they were afraid of crime. You will see our house. You will see how beautiful it is. You will burglarize it. Is that was yeah. that the theory? The, the, well, the theory was the politicians saw a good um, is politics. Enemy. Yeah, and so and so now. But, but Stacy, you believe that because you just said when I said why would you do it, you said what do you mean why would you do it? Do well, you- there. I mean, if you're concerned about like people finding out where you live, it's like if you. It's not know, like you have a sign in the window that says I Stacey live here. here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could drive like, by my house up, and see it anyway. I think right? you. I think you can look up my address. Let's see if I can look up my address. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that you don't even have to do that. I mean, of course you can because all of that stuff's public record unless you take extra. But and then you can put it there, and, and then you can see my actual house. Yeah. I mean, I know that you can. I mean, and what if I have like then maybe my car's parked out there, and you get right. my driver's license? Yeah, or you actually, could, my license. You could plate. drive. You could drive over and do that, but that's the point. Is anybody anywhere in the world could do it without coming over? It just reduces the friction. Yeah. Is kind of like yeah. to find out a little bit more about someone, oh, or maybe, a- maybe I don't want you to know that I live in a massive mansion. Do you blur <laughs> no, your I, mansion? I I don't live in a massive mansion. But, but do you the, blur it? No, no, no. I don't. I don't you know. Can, that, right? I you can. I'm go not sure th- you can do that in other countries. They, they you can't. Yeah, you can. Blur can it. you? Oh, yeah. really? You can ask them. Also, the street view car, my, my my house is now set back enough from the road that it's less problematic. But I hated the fact that, like, my rooftop deck in my old house was visible on, like, the aerial satellite views. You could see, like, the little platform. You could see what you were working on? 
You couldn't see me. I wasn't out when they did that particular shot. But it been. is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to Google Maps. This is uh, according to Mashable. Go to Google Maps and search for your address. And then uh, enter Street View by, you know, tapping on that weird yellow man. Mm-hmm. And then when your house is in view, click report a problem. Oh, that's uh-huh. ridiculous. And then center the red box in your home and select my home in the request blurring field. So you could say, please blur this. You see here, this area was blurred. Better yet, you can just try to keep your address. Oh, and what would you like us to blur? A face, my home, my license plate? Oh, they they do blur license plates. Yeah. Yeah, if they they do. If it's not blurred, they missed it somehow. Yeah. So that's why it's a problem. Everything I've ever looked at has been blurred. Even the picture of my uncle in my grandma's front yard. Faces get blurred. Yeah. It's blurred out. Did his behind get blurred? His behind didn't get blurred. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw the Google Street View car, would you immediately drop trout? No. I have no comment. I know people who would give it the finger. Uh, Yeah. Blur that. It's kind of fun to go go around in, in all of this and, and see how people respond because you do see people yeah. in Street View making gesture, making rude gestures and various things. All right, let me let me go here. No, this is giving me rooting. I don't know what this is telling me how many times I've gone to work. I don't <laughs> yeah. too many There's a too loop. few, it's I think many loop. would say. Um I don't know what's going this somehow I got my timeline. I don't want that. There you go. You just trying to find a location? Just click on. Yeah, I want to, and then I want the ye- little yellow man. Okay, there's the Jack in the Box. So you turn left to the Jack in the Box, and you go down uh, the street. Here it is. Here's Twit. Okay, there's Twit. Now where's the yellow man? It's on the bottom. There right. we go. Oh, Here's right, the yeah. yellow man. And then click on the blue streets. Nope, click on that. Oh, and then this has how uh, you go there. Okay. Now, oh, good. Here we go. Here we go. Now, I could then say report a problem. Where's the twit sign? There it is. You can see it. If I go down Why here. Why do you want to go down and sort through it's, front of it? Boy, they did this. It was. It had just rained. There, you there go. we go. That's what I should blur. Which right? car were you driving then? Oh, yeah. Look yeah. at all the, all all the drivers. All the tags are blurred, blurred right? Yeah. Looks like the tags Yeah, they, they auto blur it. Uh, none, none of these are my car. You weren't working that so day. I you wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. We caught you, Leo. You caught me. This that is shot was off. taken at nine in the morning. He's maybe not because it's a time. business, <laughs> I can't report a problem. Maybe that's why. Maybe you don't own the building. You should still be able to report a problem if it's a business. Here, do you want my old address? No, no, no. no. It's okay. But anyway, so you don't report, want to do that to your report a pl- I don't want to blur. Actually, yeah. No, you're right. Anyway, somewhere around here, there'll be a reporter problem. But but the funny thing about the Germany is, so this has been out, I guess, for two weeks that they're returning to Germany, and nobody has. There's not been a peep, not a single peep. Because you got to get that one politician. It, well, this this the, the guy in the video returned to the town and tried to find the politician. He's dead. Because um, uh, it's been t- what ten years since they left. That's interesting. If you had blurred it ten years ago, maybe would you you would. I don't know. Entdeckt Deutschland mit Google Street View. Is this, uh, there? are they celebrated? Is this happy news, it looks like? Yeah. Yeah, with an exclamation mark and everything. Yeah. yeah. There's the little yellow man floating over in a balloon. All right. Let's yeah, take I mean, a little I think, break. I think people wanted to actually see the restaurant they were going to, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think yeah. Street View is very useful. 
I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. too. I I use it a lot, especially when trying to figure it, out I, how to park. Maybe what we need to do is get some burglars on the line uh, and and ask them. We don't have burglars if it's in our audience. If you are, uh, no, I, I wonder about that Keith Five Twelve and that <laughs> Dwindle and that especially that Scooter. It's name. Oh, he's definitely definitely a burglar. Actually, you know where you go to find all the Twit community. You don't even, and we don't blur it or anything. It's discourse. We are yes. big fans of uh, our Twit community on discourse. We've been using discourse for. Three or four years now, and mm-hmm. I'm very pleased they've become a sponsor, Woo-hoo! which is great. Uh, it's the online home for our community. It could be the online home for your community, too. For more than a decade, Discourse has made it their mission to make the Internet a better place for online communities. I learned about Discourse from an expert in online communities, John O'Bacon, who said, you don't have a Discourse? I said, no. He said, you got to do it. This was in a triangulation episode a few years ago, so I did. Couldn't have been easier to set it up. It's been great ever since. By harnessing the power of discussion, real-time chat, and, yes, AI, Discourse makes it easy to have meaningful conversations and collaborate with your community anytime, anywhere. I would love for you to join our Discourse at twit.community. Take a look at what we've done there. Mm -hmm. And then, if it's time for your business or your club or your group or your family to create a community, visit discourse.org slash twit, and you'll get one month free on all self-serve plans. Discourse is used. It's funny. Once I started using Discourse, I started seeing it everywhere. All the biggest companies in the world use Discourse. We love it because it's open source. More than twenty thousand online communities, and I've I've used forum software in the past that's been hard to use or buggy or unreliable. Discourse has never been anything but sweet, very smooth, very fast, very easy to manage, administer. Uh, and, and I think for our users, very easy to participate in. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your community to the next level, there's a plan for you. For uh, There's a basic plan for private invite-only communities. That'd be great for your family, for instance. A standard plan if you want unlimited members and a public presence. We use the business plan, of course, for active customer support communities. Uh, Jonathan Balavo, who's a developer advocate at Twitch, said, Discourse, and this is a quote, direct quote, is the most amazing thing we've ever used. We've never experienced software so reliable ever. It is. It is super reliable. Discourse hosts our twit.community. They do a great job. One of the biggest advantages to creating your own community with Discourse is you own your own data. Oh, there's Jono Bacon. Community. There he is right there. Uh, You will always have access to all of your conversation history. Discourse never will sell your data to advertisers. There's no advertising on our Discourse. You know, discourse is for your community and it gives you everything you need in one place. And as the guy, this, I, I, you know, I administer this. Paul Holder helps me out. He kind of volunteered, but it's, it's, a, it's easy for us, just the two of us, to manage the whole place because the t- tools are so good. Make discourse the online home for your community. Visit discourse.org slash twit. Get one month free and all self serve plans. Discourse.org slash twit. And if you want to see what, it, what it's like to be in a discourse community, you spend a lot of time in their mm-hmm. discourse. Our discourse is at twit.community. And uh, we, we love it. A lot of fun conversations in there. Yeah. Like I said, and very people, affordable. They too. go in there and, and, and they talk about, basically have some reactions to the show. And That's our place for, yeah. in a way, you know, I didn't want to, we turned off YouTube comments because it's too hard to moderate, moderate it and all that. Right. So this is all here. Every time a show is posted, 
I have a Zapier script that posts, uh, creates a new mm-hmm. thread on Discord for it automatically. So every episode of every show, including this one, is uh, is here. And then people go in there and and make their comments. Here's a guy who didn't like the show, and Aunt, you responded, which is great. <laughs> What's so, your problem? <laughs> no, I mean, but that's that's kind of the fun part about it. And then people post other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, I really uh, I really enjoy Every it. Every now and then we get some dissertations in there, too. It's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It is good. It's okay. Yeah. It's been quite informative. Uh, somebody you get different perspectives. Somebody, uh, somebody, um, <laughs> it's a picture of me. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, you know, Steve mentioned that he, he could hear in the background of Security Now, a beep every once in a while. We all thought it was a smoke detector. So we ended up talking about smoke detectors. And then I said, well, I can't figure out. I have these smoke detectors I took off and I don't know where to put them. And we had a big, long discussion <laughs> about the americium, radioactive material in the smoke detectors. And apparently it's completely legal oh, to uh, to throw it in the landfill, uh, even though oh, boy. It, it's a half-life of americium uh, is pretty long. It decays into Neptunium 237 with a half-life of 2.14 million years. <laughs> and uh, See, I said, well, dissertation. We, 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 initially we thought about eating it, eating them, but uh, we decided instead I had them in the back seat. My, my friends got in the car and said, why do you have, why do you have smoke detectors in your back seat? I said, cause I don't know where to put them in the back of the, I don't want to leave them in the house. So they're in my car driving around with them. Unbelievable. So you radiate yourself. Yeah. Better me. Anyway, these are the kinds of conversations we have at Twitter community. Uh, moving along. Let's see. Um, hmm. There's not a lot of stories today. It's kind of a. Do you want to hear about my visit to Google? How? Oh, yes. So I, you, you're very efficient because you, you, you spoke last <laughs> night at the uh-huh. Commonwealth Club. Uh-huh. And you, when did you go to Google? The yesterday day? morning. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah, so you yeah. flew in on Monday. Yeah, flew in on okay. Monday. Uh, hit hit my used bookstores, uh, which I like to do. Bought a bought a book about the linotype uh, and and unions. Because you you lived in San Francisco for years. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I know I used to read you in the was it the Examiner? Examiner. Yeah, so uh, it's like co- yeah, going yeah, back to the old yeah, si- old town. Yeah. So I went I went down to Google. Stephen Johnson is there now at uh, Notebook LM. And oh, I want to hear what this is. That's what I'm going to tell you about. So, um, but Steve, Stephen's a wonderful guy. He's written 15 books. They're, he's he's nicest guy on earth and very very smart and very generous. And I was surprised to hear that he was working at Google. And he wrote a Medium post about this a few weeks ago. And he is the editorial director of Notebook LM, which I love that they now have that title inside Google. Because Notebook LMs sounds like an AI notebook. It, it is, in essence. So I got a demonstration of it, uh, and I got into it as well. Um, I thought I might be able to demonstrate it on the show, but I double-checked, and there's no greater force in Silicon Valley than comms. So you want to be careful about mm. comms. Never ask them. Right. Um, so, so I won't demo <laughs> this is, it. It's in their Project Tailwind, but you have, you have to sign up for it? or Yeah, and I got I got let in. Okay. Um, but what, and they demoed as well. So, for example, yesterday they put this, in... They showed this at Google I.O. This was yeah. actually... When they showed it, you said this was one of the things that... You were most interested in that they showed. Yeah, and then and then suddenly I see that it's Stephen Johnson who's working on it nice. because Stephen has worked. As ta- he told me he talked for years and years about the tool that he wanted. He's terribly organized, unlike me. So every single quote of a book he reads uh, in an Amazon, he has saved. He has thousands of quotes that he has saved, 
attributed to the source so he can use them in books. Mm-hmm. Well, now he can, he can, for example, pull that into Notebook LM and then query it, ask it questions. Who said this? Who all talked about this? And so on and so forth. Um, yesterday they put in, uh, when I was there, uh, the um, earnings report for Google. And, uh, they, oh, wow. Yeah. So it comes back and it gives you the summary. Uh, this would be great income. for me. Yeah, with these news stories. Yeah. Oh, wow. it's it's amazing. It yeah. gives you key topics uh, for it, and then you can try questions. So, give me a question. I'm, I'm not really demonstrating it here. I'm just going to not demonstrate it. Give me a question to ask uh, of the Google report. Um, why don't you, Stacy? What was the breakout of revenue for oh, uh, YouTube? Premium versus ad revenue. Well, we don't, they didn't do that, so oh. it's going to tell you oh, duh. F off. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe it'll make up something useful. Um, no? Well, what, How much has Google Cloud revenue increased in the last five years? Perfect. I want a graph. And graph it. I'm, I'm joining the wait list. You can go to uh, notebooklm.google.com and sign up for a wait list. So. I'm sorry, but I couldn't find enough context in the document. So it said it couldn't. I love it. that, though. That's what it should say. This is right. not something up. You not give it a document. It, it does just that document. Yeah. That's what gives me the most, most hope about this is that it's not going off and finding stuff where you can't figure out where. It is saying, you give me this document. With that document in hand, I will I will give you a glossary. I will tell you. I, I did one document and I said, who, who does it quote? Give me a list of who quotes. Um, glossary is what they demonstrated at I.O. Uh, but, but the fact that I can query my own documents, I think, is, is amazing. But this is augmentative. It's not trying to replace the writer. It's trying to help the writer organize their work. And, uh, you know, they asked me how I work. And I said, well, I'm a slob. So for, the, <laughs> for Gutenberg, I have two huge, two or three huge files of paper that I print out so I can mark it up and put stars by it and put X's when I disagree and, and all kinds of stuff. I right? love that. Old school. Well, I would change my way of working now. I would I would get a Remarkable 2 or something and I would mark up the PDFs so that I could import the PDFs into, right now it just works with um, Google Docs, but import them in as Google Docs and then I could start to query my own stuff and find out... Um, Find out trends or, or, or that I'm missing. Uh, find out uh, uh, quotes that I missed or who the hell said that. I know somebody did. Uh, it'd be quite amazing. So it's it's impressive. And I just met with the team, and and they're they're fairly early on. They hope to. I think everybody will get in by the fall. Oh, good. Uh, the example they used at I/O, which I thought was really great, was taking a bunch of lecture notes and class notes yeah. and documents mm-hmm. and putting them in one database. And now you have this great tool as a student to ask questions to to understand a lecture to summarize a lecture uh it just really seems like a great did they tool. talk about privacy because like one of the yes. things that i think go okay, ahead what you did they ahead. say Sorry. no you go ahead well so like as a journalist i talk to people under embargo for example and i write my notes right. you know and then i i i i don't know if i'd feel secure putting my notes in there or I mean, I don't, if I, if I'm actually doing something off the record, like a whole meeting is off the record, then my notes like won't have their name. But sometimes people take something off the record in like my notes. They're like, oh, let's take this off the record. Then they'll tell me something. I, I asked that question, Stacey, um, because that case where the Samsung people put stuff in a chat GPT, then it started mm-hmm. showing up all over. 
they said that <clears throat> your data will not teach the model and will not be used anywhere else. Now you're okay. trusting Google that, but it's already in your Google Docs. You already, yeah. I mean, like it's I already, drive. yeah, I already write in Google Docs. I get my email. I mean, I'm accepting embargoes in right. Gmail. Right. Exactly. You know, so, so I think as long as we're the fact that it's going to a limited, the model becomes smart. The model knows how to do stuff. Then the model is put to specific corpuses, corpi. Corpus, corpi, corpi, maybe. corpus, corpum. Corpi. How about corpses? Corpses, corpses <laughs> of data. Corpora. Where you can corpora. Thank you very much. I had to think of it. Um, it's, Latin's been a long time. Yeah, that was what. Did was you go to my, Yale? I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for asking. I went to the best school in New Haven. <laughs> um. But the fact that this can, can can you can limit what this looks at and you can verify it, I think is just is just critical. It's a lot smarter than the companies that are using LLMs to write news stories. I think it's the dumbest I thing you can do. I actually want this. Mashed Potato said this would be great for the change log. I could put all the change log articles in. Yep. yep. And yep. say, write me a five minute or actually five second yeah. change log, <laughs> and we just we could whiz through that. Yeah. So I, I think, so I put in a very, there was. On Why no, do they need an editorial director though? What does that mean? So what it means is that he's the product person as the, as the, he's a local customer, I think. Okay. I think Stephen there is a writer and they've, they, they went and they talked to a is, bunch of NYU students. Here's a question. Maybe this is more for Stacy. This is an LLM trained exclusively, right? On. The no, stuff you're, you using, give it? they're using a model that Google has. Okay, so it's been trained on other on stuff. The data that okay. you have. So I guess, right. and it's trained on other stuff so that it has grammar and it, sentence it, structure. It has the whole magic. It understands how to speak. Right. Okay. I mean, right. I would love this, even if it's not privacy focused, if I could send my entire like website through there, every story I've written about the IoT. Yes. And then so I could be like, hey, when did Amazon announce its deal for Roomba? Right. What was the price? Right. And then it will give it to me, and I don't have to go look it up. And then could probably now, even make would the be? newsletter easier for you too. This is the stuff that I posted yeah. this week. Here's some highlights. So, by the way, according to Wiktionary, the plural of corpus is corpi. That oh. is wrong. I said corpi. Well, it's wrong. Internet thing. It's wrong. Let me, wait a minute. Let me go. I think it's corpora. Let me see. Which source, yes. which source are you going to trust, sir? <laughs> this is the Apache Me, Software Foundation, my brain. which is not helpful. Okay, corpus is a neuter noun, not a masculine. For masculine, be corpus corpi. It's neuter, it hurt. which is not male or female. <laughs> neuter nouns are pluralized with corpora. My my memory was good. It's accurate. Or is the Merriam word masculine? Merriam-Webster says corpora. Yeah, because Merriam-Webster is right. <laughs> I wish they'd ask this on Jeopardy. Why don't they ever ask this on Jeopardy? That's what I wanted. Would have gotten it wrong because yeah, you would have been sent home. I would have been slow <laughs> and figured that out. Oh, they do they really think so? Corpora is also the body. The definition is the body of a human or animal, especially well, when dead. Yeah, bodies of body. Yeah, it's a corpse. That's where the word corpse comes well, from. I know, but that's or what body are. of I didn't information. Know corpus yeah. was a synonym. Body of information. Corpses. Right. Right. I just thought it was an information, not a physical thing. Mm-mm. Well, so it's often of the case with the metaphor, Latin words, they assume a new. Is more it, what about a body of water? Is that a corporate? I don't know. 
So it I put depends in a, on a, if it's surrounded by land or not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. A body of water that's not surrounded by land is what? Water. An ocean. An ocean. <laughs> no, oceans are surrounded by It's still uh, water. They're not surrounded. Okay, this show no, is really... No, lakes are surrounded. Gotten. But if up. it's surrounded anyway, on like a few sides, bays. Thank you for going to Google and talking. So these guys still welcome you as, as one of their own, as a friend. No, no, just a, just a friend. Now, I, yeah. I, so I was in the labs area because they got rid of the old labs. And this is a new labs. It's more pro- product focused. And and then I had, yeah, yes, folks, I had lunch there. By the, by the way, oh. so I was quoted in the New York Times story about a different project, which Project Genesis, which is supposed to help journalists. And... um. Somebody put up on Twitter and said, well, Jarvis is paid by Google. And I said, no, I'm not. Then he came back and he said, well, you gave a policy talk there in 2011. I thought, oh, hell. Did they pay you? I looked up my email because I thought thought, maybe I I don't think so. I think I've been good about this. I looked at my email. Uh, They wouldn't pay my expenses. I lost money on it. He pays Google to talk to them. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll have a musical interlude. We're going to have a little singing Oh boy! Here oh in the studio, boy. right? Oh this is scary. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. The queen is in. The queen is in, queen in the Pruitt house. Has shown up, y'all. Are you gonna sing yeah. for us? Um, I hear <laughs> yes. I hear your <laughs> right answer is yes. <laughs> I hear you're working on a new musical. No, no. Mm-mm. What's no. the new musical? She 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 wanted to come here and and say hello to Mr. Jarvis because he's in town. And, and I wanted Aww. to be able to say hello to you. All right. So even better, after this commercial, there will be no singing. Good. Oh, I think <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I promise. What's the new musical? Uh, I'm trying not to do another musical. Oh, so oh, now, yeah. They want her. They keep, keep That's pulling all this, her in. Yeah, musicals is all that's out there. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, but yeah. I'm learning. I have to find my voice. Well, let's hear a little. What would your voice sound like if you yeah. found it? <laughs> Put you on the spot. I mean, can I get a breath? Like, I just came in. Okay, take a breath. <laughs> That's why I was going to do the end. I get a chance to warm up. I want a high C, okay? When we come back, okay? Can you sing something from the, the SpongeBob musical? Yeah, SpongeBob. Your greatest hits. One of your greatest hits. All right. You, uh, you have some time. Get some. Get your wind back. And although that sounded pretty good, yeah. <laughs> this is what you hear. Right yeah, now. I was like, All that sounded better yeah. than anything I could do. Yeah. Well, well that's stabbing with faint yeah. praise, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is true. Our How did show, you know I was? You're, on, you're honest about that, Stacy. <laughs> Our show today brought to you by AWS Insiders, a fast-paced, entertaining, insightful look behind the scenes of Amazon Web Services and cloud computing. But we're not talking your typical Talking Heads tech podcast. It's high production value, high energy, high entertainment, full of captivating stories from the early days of AWS today and beyond. And really, a lot of it comes down to the host Rahul Subramaniam, who's a great, great host, Hillary Doyle, who joins him. They dig into the current state and future of AWS by talking with the people and companies that know it best. Rahul is a veteran AWS pro, 15 years experience managing more than 45,000 AWS instances. He's known for pushing AWS products to their limits, for believing AWS is truly the operating system of the future. And he's funny too. He's a lot of fun. AWS Insiders is a show that's full of opinions takeaways and untold stories about the challenges innovations and the mind-blowing promise of cloud 
Computing. Season two, episode three, you must absolutely listen to. They do talk a lot about AI. The episode six is a future of AI uh, with regard to AWS. But I loved the story of Moderna and mRNA and AWS. Rahul Hillary and Moderna's director of data engineering and cloud architecture talked about how Moderna depends on the cloud to do their work. Fascinating. Episode five, the price is wrong. How to save on AWS. So you need some really Ooh. valuable stuff in there. The guest on uh, how to save is Stephen Barn. He's really knowledgeable about getting the best deal. Uh, check it all out. AWS Insiders. Look for it in your podcast player or visit cloudfix.aurea.com slash podcast. Cloudfix.aurea.com slash podcast. We also include a link in the show notes or just search for it in your favorite podcast player. And thanks to AWS Insiders for their support. AWS Insiders. Really great show. Uh, One more update from Google. One more update from Google, says Jeff Jarvis. Yes. No dessert. What? Really? No dessert. You bought lunch, but they didn't give you dessert? Yeah, I had a package sandwich, which is fine. It was free, and you can't can't buy me with a sandwich. Um, And there was a huge line out the building for whatever they were serving in the main thing, and there was no dessert. I wanted a cookie. There's no cookies. Come on. In the old days, they would have M&Ms and jars and Swedish fish. (laughs) And I think it's good. They've gotten rid of it. I I got some dried pineapple. Much better for you. Yeah, I know, but... Jeez. Bologna. Makes nope. you taste better. Too. Uh, no bologna either. No. No, no bologna. I, I would go for dried mango. That's yeah, delicious. Yeah, dried fruit's good. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about numbers. Uh, a spreadsheet leaked out Uh-oh. Uh, from Google. Uh, Business Insider got it. Data voluntary submitted by over 12,000 Google employees for the year 2022. Software engineers, business analysts, Salespeople. Insider ran it through Notebook LM. No, they didn't. <laughs> no. That would be insulting. They did analyze it, and they have a table of searchable roles with data on salary, uh, the minimum and maximum base salaries, equity, and bonuses. And sometimes those bonuses mm. are hefty. The highest paid software engineer in the data, uh, a level seven employee software engineer, base salary, $718,000 mm. a year. Mm. Uh, most software engineers did not get that much. In fact, they ranged from 100000 to $375,000 a year. Those are very hot in demand. Uh, they got to be really, really right. good. Well, yeah. How many levels are there? In, in the well, I'm guessing that if, if, if he's making seven hundred. $18,000 a year at level seven. I think there is no level eight. Yeah, I, I think that's got to be. But uh, even, do you think even someone at that pay scale, um, are they treated more like mercenaries? They're, they're just there for the job. Uh, I bet you. Be a, yeah. a year, that's, by the way, years. just base salary, not including stock. Right. Okay. Right. Because I, I didn't know any, I'm not going to sit here and say I know any level seven devs, but the ones that I know that are really good, they're pretty much mercenaries. They, uh, yeah. they don't stick around very long. Sorry. Yeah. So there's a software engineer level two. I guess you don't want any ones at Google. Um, three, four, five, six, seven. Then the principal engineer is level eight director. Oh. Distinguished engineer is Ooh. level nine senior director. Oh. And pardon me, there was an ad blocker in here. A, a Google fellow or is a level 10 or vice president. 
None of those people were in the spreadsheet. And a Google oh, senior software engineer is level 11. Oh, so it does go a lot higher. Dang. Yeah. Wow. This guy has a future or gal. Um, cloud sales, 302,000. Research scientist, 309,000. UX design, 315,000. The highest equity at Google, this is the stock participation. Um, wow. I, I think this must be it per year. Software engineer, $1.5 million. Mm. Wow. That's, that's why stock is so important, right? Yeah. And there was an engineer who got a $605,000 bonus. Do you think people told the truth in this? <laughs> <laughs> I got $1 million. I think they must have, right? This is, a, anyway, interesting if you're interested in a job at Google. It's a, what you'd expect. It pays well. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Even if you don't get dessert. No dessert <laughs> for you. Whatever happened to Erica Joy Baker, um, since we're talking about spreadsheets and salaries? Y'all remember her from Google? Uh, I remember Erica Joy. She's Baker, but she's, was her married she's name? Baker. Yeah. I, know she, I remember she got married a, a couple of years ago. I'm, I don't know what else has happened with her because she went from Google and she ended up at Slack at some point. She is now an engineer for the San Francisco Bay Area. Chief Technology Officer for the Democratic right. Congressional Campaign Committee. Oh, she was great. I yeah. uh, I used to follow her on Twitter. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, she's still around. Good for her. <laughs> still around, but now working uh, in politics. It sounds like working for the city. Good. Uh, what is the Web Integrity API? It's pissing people off. Steve Gibson yesterday talked about it uh, as Google's proposal to end ad blockers like oh you can trust us <laughs> you don't need no ad Never blocker. Mind our year over year quarterly earnings ron amadio writing at ars technica google's nightmare web integrity api wants a drm gatekeeper for the web it's just a proposal but it's already being prototyped inside chrome um, I didn't really understand. I put another story up, too. I didn't understand what it is, Yeah, how it works. Can you explain it? I can't. I wish I'd listened to Steve, but I was... <laughs> <laughs> Off getting you your were coffee. Hosting I the was show. playing a game. <laughs> I, uh... Okay. Here's uh, here's uh, Google's experience. This is why we need to put Steve's <laughs> transcript into Notebook LM and right. ask it. Let right. me just check and see yeah. what they... Users often depend on websites trusting the client environment they run in. Your browser is running on your computer. They, mm -hmm. they, you know, you trust it, right? This trust may assume the client environment is honest. <laughs> about why wouldn't okay. it be about certain aspects of itself? Uh, keeps user data and intellectual property secure and is transparent about whether or not a human is using it. Okay, huh? so like not a web scraper? Uh, the, uh, or trusting. that makes no sense. I mean, Backbone of the captcha, I mean, this is kind of like what captchas are in terms of like, are you a human filling out the form? Are you a human surfing this site? Are you? It got described as a as a as a form of DRM. Yeah, I don't know I if don't that's accurate either. So here's some examples of the scenarios where users depend on client trust. And I think when they say this, what they're saying is when you go to a website, you trust that the website itself is reliable. Mm -hmm. Okay. You wouldn't Users, go to it otherwise. Yeah. Well, 
but except you do all the time, right? Even though you know that the website might be spying on you, in effect, with third-party cookies and things. Users like visiting websites that are expensive to create and maintain. But those darn users, they often want or need to do it without paying directly. The websites fund themselves with ads, but the advertisers can only afford to pay for humans to see the ads rather than robots. This creates a need for human users to prove to the websites they're human Sometimes through chat has like challenges or logins. Yep. So that's the, the I'm not a robot thing is not a security thing. It's to make sure that that's an eyeball looking at that ad. Oh, my God. That drives me nuts. Here's another example. There are people you can hire to like you can screw your competitors over by sure, hiring right. companies to click on their ads. This is, is more of a Google yes. problem than a you yes. and me problem. Yeah. This is Google's right. Google's problem is ad, you know, click fraud. Uh, and, and, yeah. you know, advertisers rightly say to Google, well, you know, you say that 400 people clicked that ad, but, or saw that ad, that's how they bill, but did they, or are they human? So that's a, this is yeah. why Google's worried about this. Users want to know they're interacting with real people on social websites. Okay. This is more our, okay. in our bailiwick, uh, but bad actors often want to promote posts with fake engagement to promote products, make a news story seem more important, get it, get your favorite guy elected. Websites can only show users what content is popular with real people if websites are able to know the difference between a trusted and untrusted environment. Okay, here's another scenario. Users playing a game on a website want to know whether other players are using software that enforces the game rules. Anti-cheat. Mm-hmm. That's a big issue in gaming, right? right? Users sometimes get, this is a fourth scenario, users sometimes get tricked into installing malicious software because it imitates software like their banking apps. To steal from users, the bank's internet interface could protect those users if it could establish that the requests it's getting are actually coming from the bank or other trustworthy software. So you might say, you know, you're going around and somebody says, hey, I just got the latest fast pay app. It's called, you know, Zonk and um, use it. And it might be draining your bank account without you knowing Mm -hmm. the bank should know this is not real. Right. This is not legit. So it's really, again, getting down to kind of authentication. The trust relationship between websites and clients is frequently established through the collection interpretation of highly re-identifiable information. Cookies. 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 However, it's all about cookies. It's all about. This is Google. Remember, Google did a whole bunch of different stuff. Remember the code? What was the Flock. Flock. Remember that? They're trying like hell to, to, to support advertising. On the web, because it's, what is it, 79% of the business? It's their money. (laughs) Without pissing off us users, the trust relationship they write between, this is all Google explaining it, the trust relationships between websites and clients is frequently established through the collection interpretation of a highly re-identifiable information. However, the signals that are considered essential for these safety use cases can also serve, as here's the insight some bozo had as a near unique fingerprint that can be used to track users across sites without their knowledge or control we've heard a lot about fingerprinting uh and this is one of the reasons i thought in the long run google didn't mind losing cookies because they knew there are better ways to identify us as we travel around the web well leo is this just for google or is this for everywhere where google serves ads across most of the like is this a standard With the Web Environment Integrity API, websites will be able to request a token, I guess for me, that that, that 
attests key facts about the environment their client code is running in. For example, this API will show that a user is operating a web client on a secure Android device. Tampering with the attestation will be prevented by signing the tokens cryptographically. This is just a, a unique identifier. Yeah. This is just a fingerprint. Websites will ultimately decide if they trust the verdict returned from the attester. It is expected the attesters would typically come from the operating system as a matter of practicality. Imagine this will be built into Android post-haste. However, the this explainer does not prescribe that. Okay, so they don't say how it's going to happen. Multiple operating systems may choose to use the same attester. <sighs> Sounds like it's just wait and see and then be ready to hit opt out. Well, we may not be able to opt out. They're building it into Chrome. There's a tension between oh. utility for anti-fraud cases requiring deterministic verdicts and high coverage and the risk of websites using this functionality to exclude specific attesters or non-attestable browsers. We look forward. In other words, I'm on Firefox. I'm on it doesn't do that. Uh, well, we're, you can't come in. We look forward to discussion on this topic. <laughs> wow. so basically, would it be better I wonder, could you cooking? also use it? Wait, could you also use it to keep people from countries that you don't want to see your sure. content out? Absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah. So, because, you know, you get IP addresses, but that's not 100% reliable because of VPNs, VPNs and so forth. But if every machine had a unique identifiable fingerprint, and maybe so that, then you could also, <laughs> you could, if you were like a men's rights group, maybe you'd be like, you know what? If someone's a woman, I don't want no them girls allowed. <laughs> that would be really interesting. So... The goals, according to Google, are to allow web servers, the sites you visit, to evaluate the authenticity of the device, the mm -hmm. thing you're using to visit it with, an honest representation of the software stack, your browser, your operating system, and traffic from the device. You can see why that's something they would want, but this is, this is what advertisers have always wanted. This is what mm -hmm. cookies were being used for. Offers an adversarially robust and long-term sustainable anti-abuse solution. That's what you were talking about, Stacy. Don't enable new cross-site user tracking capabilities, okay, through attestation. Continue to allow web browsers to browse the web without attestation, so you wouldn't have to use it. It's, you know, this is this is the replacement for Flock. That's a, you nailed it. Which was exactly replacement for cookies, cookies. right? Um, here's from Apple Insider. Maybe something. You know, they're talking to a fifth grader, so maybe this will be a little bit because you know Apple users. Uh, <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> Google might not be completely ready to give up website cookies just yet, but the company is certainly investigating alternatives like a user tracking ad platform built into Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a little more to the point, mm -hmm, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, they're dressing it up with all these security yeah. and attestation of who you, you are. You read all of that, and I was thinking, boy, this sounds like a privacy concern yeah. right here. Yeah, uh, it's it's four Google employees authored it, uh, but it's already prototyped within Chrome. No wide launch has been announced or even hinted at yet. When you say Chrome, does that necessarily mean like Chromium Project, the actual? No, okay. I don't think so. Because okay. I think I don't. Well, I don't think so. Because then you have yeah. other browsers out there using yeah Chromium. This is a company that's seventy nine percent ad supported, trying desperately to find a way that doesn't 
that users don't hate. I like how you say desperately when we just talked about the billions of dollars. They well, yeah, but they're really afraid <laughs> of ad blockers, <laughs> right? They want to protect it. Yeah. And again, it's not just Google. It's every site upon yeah. which Google serves ads. Which Here's somebody on Hacker News says, I've been thinking carefully about this. I really don't want to say it's absolutely heartbreaking watching something I really care about die by a thousand cuts. Google will just strong arm them implementation through Chromium. Oh, okay. okay. And right. when banks and Netflix, et cetera, start using it, they've effectively cornered the other engines into implementing it. You know, it's there a problem go. right now. I use Firefox on Linux, often can't watch videos. Right. Uh, for instance, I couldn't watch Netflix on it right. because the DRM isn't, you know, they, they, they don't get their DRM protection. Yeah. So that's where the DRM connection. Back in the days, you used to have to yeah. have silver light. Remember that? Oh, yep. right. Yeah. <laughs> Memories. This is what they did with Flock. People didn't like Flock. So <laughs> this, is the, this is the replacement. What? Cookies were a fairly benign thing, all in all, and everybody demonized cookies, and it keeps getting worse. Yeah, this is worse than cookies. Well, yeah. no, no, okay, hold up. Okay. We demonized cookies because we were like, the heck is happening? Because up until cookies, we didn't realize or have something that tracked us forever across everything we did in a place. Like, it's like, cookies the original, are intrusive. We've no, just no, no, acclimated no, no, no. to them. The original spec for cookies was not intrusive. Right. It specifically said, then Firefox, which, or Mozilla, which created these, specifically said, there's no cross-site tracking. If a cookie is issued uh, by Starbucks, Pete's can't right. see Starbucks cookies. This is where it became a problem because Facebook, being the genius as they are, said, <laughs> well, but if we put a Facebook thumbs up like button on every site, then it can be a first party cookie. It mm. can be from Facebook. Loophole. And we can every site that has the Facebook thumbs up is is for that thumb a Facebook site. So it can say, oh, he's on the Starbucks site. Oh, he's on the Pete site. Everybody uses it. Right. Yeah. So it's cross site tracking cookies that are the problem. And you can turn that off. You just turn off third-party cookies. Every browser does it, and that won't work anymore. And I, you know, I mean, I use Firefox, and a Firefox will sandbox the Facebook thumbs up for that reason. It'll isolate it. It'll prevent it from working. So there are ways to do, to, to stop that. Cookies are necessary, though. Cookies well, are, yeah. are very, in. that's a in stateless them, right? internet. It's the only way to get state. Yeah. If you want, don't want yeah. to log in every <laughs> single time you go to Facebook, mm -hmm. you better have a cookie, yeah. right? So let me, let me pull problem. that back and say tracking pixels. Sorry. Oh, and tracking tra I agree with you, people. tracking oh, pixels. Okay. And this is just the problem with tracking pixels, Google says as well, we can't be sure it's a human. So we've got an even better way of doing it, which is a fingerprinting technique, which basically attests you are Leo Laporte. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like Flock, they'll say, oh, but it's anonymous. Yeah. We've anonymized it. It doesn't say you're Leo Laporte. It's just you're 1749333. Oh, we don't know who that right, is. Because yeah. we'll go back to Google as a B2B company right. and you are its product. We're a C, right? We don't know. <laughs> we're a P, the product. Peon. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm glad we spent some time on that. I, I did. Steve yes, talked about it. I was it. so confused about it. Yeah, I didn't really understand it, but this is their replacement for Flock. And, you know, I think they are somewhat trying to make it more confusing and, and obfuscated so that you don't yeah. really... They did a good job of that, I'd yeah. say. I, and good on people like Ron Amadio for reading it and saying, whoa, hold on. This is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a DRM gatekeeper for the web. How soon will our local leadership get involved with this and... and Pull them up to Congress and have them testify. Hey, what is it's this? It's too complicated for Congress. About. This is what right. they realize. If we make this 
Look, look how hard it was for us to figure out what the mm-hmm, hell it was. Exactly. Co- members of Congress go, I, yeah, fine. I, I, I don't like this, Google. This yeah. makes no sense. We need yeah. we need you to stop this. That's probably what happened to Mitch McConnell. He started reading this and just <laughs> froze up. Oh, that up. was sad. It is sad. I don't know. I Yeah, no, it was very sad. Um, I mean... Yeah. No, and I wish him nothing some... but uh, but health and uh, get better. I'm not uh, a fan of his politics. I, no, but, mm. but that's yeah, still a human. Yeah, he's a human. That's right. Maybe he comes out of it and says, "Oh, <laughs> everything I've been doing is completely wrong and screwed up. up." Oh, Elaine, let's get <laughs> out of here. Perhaps the most telling line of the explainer says, "Ron Amadio, it takes inspiration from existing native attestation signals such as Apple's app attest." And the Android Play Integrity API. Um, well, that's the other interesting part of this is what is Apple doing? Where Apple contends it's the privacy company, but Apple plays well, a part in this. But see, this is yeah. So, and this is how Google's dressing it up too. Is it's for security as well? That's why they mentioned you don't want mm-hmm. anti, it's anti cheat. It makes sure you're a human. Mm-hmm. That it's not malware that's logging into your bank. It's really you. See all the good things you get from this. Uh, and all of that's true. And Apple's doing the same thing. You know, we want to make sure that the phone integrity has not been breached. Um, it, you know, the Play Integrity API uh, tells you if your device has been rooted, right? Yeah. Um, and so if it's been rooted, it's, it's presumably not secured. Not secure. Apple, same thing. In if it's quotes. been jailbroken, well, you can't trust it now. Um it it kind of it, it it's but I get it's that good for business I get but that it's good for you yeah. <laughs> so, I get why they would say it's yeah. not secure since this is interesting yeah. well in keeping everything secure is going to make it utterly inconvenient and terrible to use right. just like keeping everything completely private destroys some of the benefits of the like mm. that's why these are such hard policy discussions because every it's all on a spectrum and everybody's place on that spectrum and comfort is different. Uh, Lewis Rossman, who is, of course, the right to repair uh, guy. He's a New York City or used to be a New York City repair guy who did great videos of him fixing stuff. Immediately got on YouTube. God God bless him. This is where YouTube really is great and said, we got to make sure this fails. This is a terrible idea. And we got to make sure this fails. He also called it DRM. But DRM, I don't think really says it. It really is fingerprinting. Is yeah, it really that's, is. that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see what else. A lot of talk about AI safety. The White House has an AI safety agreement. I want to hear Stacy oh, cut boy. that to ribbons. Voluntary oh, commitments from leading I... AI companies to manage the risks posed by AI. The only question is, did they identify the correct risks? The companies are Amazon, Anthropic, Google, Inflection, Meta, Microsoft, and OpenAI, and they have they did not voluntarily. <laughs> said, for the most part, probably, in all likelihood, going to agree to this, right? Yeah, anytime, I mean, there's no penalty. Anytime the government or gets together and is like, hey, everybody who's big already in this industry and has some vested interests, come here. Let's build a regulatory program. Just just look askance. Right. Just look askance. It's ne- it's like calling the telcos and being like, how would you like us to regulate you? And they're going to be like, very lightly or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even better, let's pull up the ladder and keep anybody else from playing. Right. 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 Well, and really, it's not at all because these are all things that they've decided are going to be good for them and best. So, right. you know, sure. 
It's regulatory. But cash. all right. But to your, but to your question, Leo, the, the categories are they at least the categories. The right yeah, they sound all right. So the seven leading AI companies you just mentioned agreed. They are committing. They are pinky swearing <laughs> that they will ensure products are safe before introducing them to the public. Whatever that means. Sure. How? <laughs> they and commit to internal and secure internal and external security testing of the AI systems by independent experts. Uh, biosecurity, cybersecurity, and broader societal effects will be monitored. The companies commit to sharing information across industry and with government, civil society, and academia on managing AI risks. I think the devil's in the details, though. What are the risks? Are the risks well, that the AI Borg is going to take over and uh, we'll all be in, assimilated? Or is it that black people are going to have to end up going to jail in a much higher percentage because they'll be misidentified by face recognition technology? Those are two well, very then, different levels of risk. Right. There's the risk side. And then there's also how do you get access? Do you have to be somehow certified or like part of like an established institution to get access? Do you have to pay money? Oh. Like. Acer is open, but you have to pay a lot of money to get to it, right? right. That's yeah. a very good point. That's that That's that regulatory capture thing. Building systems that put security first. This company's commit to investing in cybersecurity. Isn't that redundant? And it's, it seems like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's... Ah. Yeah, I don't know if they're talking about cybersecurity versus privacy they versus say cybersecurity security. and inside threat insider threat safeguards to pr protect proprietary <laughs> and unreleased model weights. We certainly wouldn't want to release these to the public. <laughs> you, what the heck? This man. is not. That can we go back to the White to House like, and say that's not what we want? We want them to be public with their model weights, right? Well, you may not. It depends on. I mean, like there are like I don't know if you're building a new missile targeting system. Okay. Maybe you don't want. I, I mean, I, again, uh, I was not in the room where that was happening, so don't know what, what everyone's issues are, but. I mean, we know that one of the things that happened at OpenAI is they said, oh, no, we're going to do this in open and we're going to do it public. And as soon as they started being a All of a sudden, profit close center, the door. Yeah, well, we're not going to tell you how yeah. to check. Well, but the regulators in Europe are trying to shut down open source. Yeah, versions. where'd you get this information from? Well, you know, that's fair to ask that question. Well, no, no, they're doing the opposite in Europe where they're trying to shut down open source so that they know who made what. Which okay. is exactly the wrong way to go. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess if it's they're like afraid the that a bunch of people. story that I've been hearing about. Um, Cyber resilience. No, it's more just evil AI. Oh. Companies commit to facilitating third-party discovery and reporting of vulnerabilities. This is a lot about uh, cybersecurity. It's interesting. Oh, here's one. Earning the public's public trust. trust. We commit to earning We're going to destroy trust. you all. Do you trust us to do that? The companies commit to developing robust technical mechanisms to ensure that if lasers are employed by AI, <laughs> there will be a cutoff switch. Huh. No, the users know when. If we give the AI a paperclip factory, <laughs> we will not ask them to make paperclips. Paper the companies commit to letting staplers. users know make staplers. when content is AI generated, such as a watermarking system. That got a lot of attention. It did, and I think that um, everybody can salute that flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Providence except that, how are name. they going to do it? That's the question. Because. They just, like, there's now research out there. There's actually some really disturbing research. One is oh, the boy. research that AI can't tell 
when something is AI generated. And then did you see the Stan- was it Stanford scientists talking about how GPT has gone from like a 96% accuracy down to a 2% accuracy Ooh. over the last few months? Yeah. Somebody's accuracy really about that study. of what? I can't figure it accuracy out. Accuracy of what? Of, 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 of certain test math, right, Stacey? Oh, yes, math test math. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Because as they updated one thing, it got better at the SAT verbal and worse at the SAT now. <laughs> Which is what happens when yeah, you're does, trying to get better on things. It's yeah. corpora. You read too much heavyweight. It's corpora. Your Don't ask me to add two plus two. I. The companies commit to publicly reporting their AI systems, capabilities, limitations, and areas of appropriate and inappropriate use. That covers kind of everything. Both security risks and societal risks, such as the effects on fairness and bias. Okay. Yeah. Companies commit to prioritizing research on the societal risk that AI systems can pose, including avoiding harmful bias and discrimination. Oh, this one's for you, Stacy, and protecting privacy. So they do admit, at least talk about it. Com- Pinky swears. Companies commit to develop and deploy advanced AI systems to help address society's greatest <laughs> challenges. Why are you laughing? From cancer prevention to mitigating climate change. Okay. This all, it's anodyne. It's all yes, fine. So, right? Of course. I was going to say, that. all of this is, sounds great, but what happens if nobody follows this stuff? There's no There's mention no penalty, of any type penalty, of penalty, penalty no. fines. Literally nothing. Nothing. It's it's all, oh, this is another list of platitude crap. Yeah, from but the that's White the right House. question. To me, to me, the model is, we've talked about this before, it's the Federal Trade Commission model. If yeah. you warrant to do something and you fail at that duty, right. then we hold you liable for defrauding people. That's the way I think it ought to operate, right. but you need more spe- specificity yeah. in these. Stacy, is there any topic left out here? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I oh, mean, okay. Well, so, uh, sorry, I'm like, what? Oh, I didn't mean to put maybe. you on the spot there. What happens no, to I mean, st- I was... stochastic parrots? Where do they well, come in? No, I was just thinking with this and with other, like AI, with, you know, a, more data coming from connected devices about people, we're talking about trying to regulate things at a very high level. And I think we need to move to an outcome based regulation. And I know that sucks, it's the worst. But that's like we're wait talking and see, about regular- basically, right? Is what well, you're no, saying? We could say, no, I'm saying we can look forward and saying we, we could do a couple things. I think it's important to put audit mechanisms in place to mm-hmm. understand what's happening and to whom. Right. Mm-hmm. We could also say, look, because there, there are certain like when we talk about cyber sick or uh, not having open models, there are cases where we don't want our models and weights to be open. There are cases when we do. Okay. We need to actually go in and establish probably not through legislation. It'll probably be a regulatory thing. And every government body probably will have to figure this out on their own, like what mm-hmm. matters for their for whatever their jurisdiction expertise. Yeah. But we're going to have to make those rules on a not a case by case basis, but on a, a maybe industri- industry specific basis. Maybe it'll be like it, it, and I, I think this is going to be really hard for us, especially because we have a Congress that can't act and we have regulatory bodies that are mm-hmm. really beholden to the companies but that you've regulate. you've seen what happens. I remember in the early days of the Internet that Congress is reluctant to regulate it 
remember, Amazon didn't pay sales tax, right, for a long time. Right. Because it was a nascent technology. And let's not regulate it. Let's see how the baby develops before <laughs> we tie it down it wasn't, with wasn't rules. It wasn't wrong, I think. It wasn't wrong, as long as you're willing to regulate later. Yeah, Eventually, did. Amazon did end up paying sales taxes in every state. I think that's the wrong way to go about something like this for two reasons. One, this is already infiltrated. AI is not new. I'm so sorry to tell you all this. Yeah, we have yeah. been uh, we've been making data driven and analytics based decisions for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And so. One, we have a sense of where the problems are. We have actually seen them. So it, now in probably a couple of years ago was the time to start. And then two, the big issue is it takes us so long to make regulations. The FTC saw this happening in 2013. They called for Congress. Actually, it was 2015 when they issued the report. They started the report in 2013. They called for regulations around AI. We are 10 years later and we've got nothing. And I don't see it happening. So and it's fine to be like, oh, we'll let it go for a while. But Technology moves much faster. Legislation takes much longer. Right. And it also has a greater impact on people's lives. And so I don't think that's an okay thing to say anymore or to even espouse, really. But also, Stacey, isn't it the case, given all of that, to think that the legislation and regulation can be very specific is probably not possible and we need frameworks, is, to, to more flexible frameworks to regulate in response to things that happen as they happen. Congress needs to give each agency the power, like the congressional authority, to do their own individual AI, like to establish AI bureaus within like the Department of Defense, the EPA. Okay. Um, and, mm -hmm. They also need to give each of those regulatory agencies the legal authority to do audits and to and to do enforcement, which is fines or whatever, however they want to enforce this. Preach. And right now, they don't have that. And th those are the things you need to do. Because I agree, it is. Law, right? In fact, you can't come out of whole cloth. Now. That's the congressional thing. Yeah. Uh, Congress has to say, you have the enforcement to regulate AI in your bailiwick. Bailiwick? Bailiwick. Bailiwick. You, and you have... What is it? In Latin, I'm sure it's something else. It's but. corpora. What? Bailiwick. Bailiwick. It sounds um, medieval, so you have like there was a castle, <laughs> and in the front of the castle, there was the bailiwick. Yes. And you had to go through the bailiwick to get into the moat, into the center. And there was the master of the <laughs> To bailiwick. get into the moat. <laughs> anyway. Bailiwick, one sphere of operations, a district. Oh, it comes from the word Bailey or bailiff. Oh, so there was a person. Yeah, yeah. there was old middle. It comes from the Middle English word for bailiff. Don't you just love these asides, audience? <laughs> yeah, this, 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 these the entomological oh, asides. moments of the show. Corpora and bailiwick. <laughs> That's our theme today. The second half of bailiwick comes from a Middle English word for dwelling place or village, wick. Uh, which comes from the Latin vicus, which also means village. Uh, so Bailey, combining a bailiff with village, Vic, you get Bailey Wick, the special domain of the bailiff. Thank it you. takes a bailiwick. <laughs> okay. To raise mashed a, potatoes winning so far. Okay. With the show title. What's mashed potatoes? 
Kapora and Bailiwick. Kapora yeah. and Bailiwick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a law firm. I would, I would trust them. And Jones. And Jones. Kapora, <laughs> Bailiwick, and Jones. At your service. No, uh, it used I to be a fancy, say, a much fancier name. I would say at this point, I think it's worthwhile for government to say, let's put a pin in it. Let this thing go forward a little bit. I don't buy into the fear that well, like they're it's already all gonna, doing that. You're fine. Yeah, we're safe. That's what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I don't want them to rush because I don't no, think we're they, in a rush. They're not. Yeah, well, I know they're, they're not. Rushing. They're not rushing to do anything except find UFOs. Well, thank goodness. Jeez. Um, here's a great article, that- which I think Jeff put in. Let's this add this to the stew. This is right up your bailiwick. Uh, <laughs> Chat, there was Stu Bailiwick. In the, in the, he was a in fine attorney. Stu Bailiwick of Bailiwick, Corpora, and Jones. I remember him. <laughs> Nature Magazine uh, article about ChatGPT. The title does not tell you what it's about. The, what it's really saying is, and something we've said a long time, AI can do some things really surprisingly well, and other things it's terrible at. Right, right. This isn't news to any of us. In a test consisting of a series of brightly colored blocks arranged in a screen, most people can spot the connecting patterns. ChatGPT4 and the search engine Bing get barely one-third of the puzzles right in one category of patterns, as little as 3%. In other words, completely baffled in another. Uh, it goes on to talk uh, about the two camps... And this, this is why I bring this up, because this is relevant to regulation. If we can't even understand what it's doing or how it works, how are you going to regulate right. it? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two camps of researchers, according to this Nature article, that have opposing views about what's going on under the hood of LLMs. And they're quoting a cognitive science at, a scientist at Harvard, Tomer Ullman. Uh, some attribute the algorithm's achievements to glimmers of reasoning no. Or understanding, says uh, Professor Ullman. Others, including Ullman himself, are much more cautious. There are very good, smart people on all sides of this debate. The reason for the split, he says, is lack of conclusive evidence supporting either opinion. There's no, there's no, there's no way of knowing what's going on inside. It is kind of a black box. But tests like that, those logic puzzles, can reveal the, reveal the differences between humans and ai systems mm-hmm. um but wouldn't is it is it the whole story behind these models is they can learn over time is it safe to say that eventually these logic puzzles could remember the quote solved? we had from a few weeks ago which is the easy stuff is hard and the hard stuff's easy yeah stuff well, we this is- you know like a baby can recognize its its mom's face at the age of you know yeah. six months Maybe can't C-A-T's tie their shoes, but they can play on a tablet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's part of this human bias that we have for measuring things like intelligence. Well, we talked about that in book club, remember, Ant? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Depends on the book. Hold on. Was it Claire? It's the one you didn't like. Uh, but um, so so we're we're testing them. Like, are they as smart, or do they think like we do? Because I mean, that's. That's what we want to do, right? Now, if a hummingbird had built an AI, it would have different tests. And I know you're like, hummingbirds can't yeah, well, build yeah, AI. Where does that come from? Hmm. I, I'm just, the point is like, where'd that come from? We're, we're measuring, we're, we're assuming these things think like we do, but they don't. Right. They think like 
something completely and different. If you understand what they're doing, they quote another researcher who says, "If you understand what they're doing, you can easily spot an AI." You know, the Turing test. Yeah. They, they, they say this is why the Turing test fails us. Uh, Alan Turing's proposal that if you can't tell it's a computer, then it's passing the Turing test. He says, yeah, you know, you take people off the street and say, is this an AI or not? Okay. But if you take an, somebody who knows what to, questions to ask, they can quickly break an, a, an AI by taking advantage of known weaknesses of the system. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're quoting a, a um, guy named Charlotte. Let me see what his, where he, Francois Cholet, software engineer at Google based in Seattle. Uh, Cholet says he'd find it easy to detect an LLM by taking advantage of known weaknesses of the system. If you put me in a situation where you asked me, am I chatting to an LLM right now? I would definitely be able to tell you. But that's because he's trained as opposed to the yeah. somebody off the street. The key is, he says, to take the LLM outside of its comfort zone. Mm. Give it scenarios that are variations on ones the LLM will have seen a lot in its training data. In many cases, the LLM answers by spitting out words that are most likely to be associated with a question and knows the answer to. Rather, This is where that hallucination comes in, rather than the correct answer to something that's related but not the same. Um, anyway, it's very interesting. It, but the, the reason I bring it up is, is this article in, in Nature kind of set, tells me why it's hard to regulate this, because we don't know... What are we? What are we trying to prevent? You can't make a regulation, and unless you know what's against the right. law, you're trying to prevent harms to people. Well, we you're yes, trying but, to prevent an AI from. You, this is why the audit section is important. You're trying to prevent AIs that unfairly uh, uh, don't identify black people correctly. But how do you identify that AI? You say to you don't need to identify the AI. You say, hey, if you're you say to a police state. Uh, police municipality or you uh, you say hey when you're using this for you know in, either for evidence or to uh, bring a person in you have to disclose it in the warrant yeah you have to disclose you can't do that secret oh and then let and then you have judge to judge yes whether that yes. evidence is valid yes is yes mm, that's a good idea yeah i agree with that and i think that's the that's the issue it's the same issue with the schmuck lawyer Right. He, he asked a machine. It gave a right. wrong answer, but he didn't follow up with any of his responsibilities. He was the guy who worked for Bailiwick Corporate. That's where he's going to work now. <laughs> um, OK, so instead of. So what you have to do is build in protections. Is that what you're... you have to build in a per you have to build in a, a system where people make judgments and then have the enforcement power but and then doesn't that put you right to back to where you were before you had ai yeah it kind of does it basically well no it still speeds things up so right you still have a tool because you still have a tool but you you can't you could never i mean you would never outsource manufacturing completely without any qa True. on a product line right this is the people are the qa so people you can know speed where the things exceptions up. are you need methodology but you need those QA, right yeah, yeah so that's the sort of thing congress needs to give agencies power to develop that qa and then the ability to enforce whatever the regulatory agencies deem to be the appropriate outcomes right because those people are experts we can't let congress get into the nitty-gritty because that's not what congress is good at. in it yeah. no 
there and and that's that's and right now we've got congress like wanting to be involved because it's sexy and it's fun but they don't actually want to make the hard decisions. They want to punt that to the regulatory agency. And then they should. You will approve this latest action from the FTC. Uh, they have opened an investigation of OpenAI to determine whether its AI hallucinations harm individuals mm -hmm. by propagating potentially dangerous misinformation. That's exactly hmm. what you were saying. But, right? but yeah. But uh, I can like, make I it do that. And so who's at fault then, the machine mm. or me? I want to make well, it make this information. A, it's easy. It's a product liability issue. And the FTC is definitely in charge of products that hurt people, right? So you, who's hurting they'll people? have to make the case. They'll have to make the case that misinformation hurts people, right? They have to make that case. And what? then they'll also have to make the case. I know. I'm just <laughs> breaking it down for you here. They have to make the case that information has caused some sort of harm. And then they have to make the case that that misinformation is uniquely associated with ChatGPT and its models. Mm. But they should have the chance and the authority to make those arguments. The, interestingly, it also halts the routine document destruction operations going on at OpenAI. Uh, uh, uh. Usually when you destroy documents, you have something to hide. And takes the FTC. No, you're just cleaning up. FTC is asking them to take measures to preserve any relevant documentation. Uh, among other things, the documents the FTC wants are related to OpenAI's LLM based products, their uses, use cases, how open markets these offerings. So, what they tell people when they say use this. But most importantly, the FTC would like to understand in detail how or if OpenAI has tried to determine. And this is right up what you were saying, uh, Stacey, what impact the accuracy of its product has on users. That's part one. Part two is a privacy issue, how it retains and uses information it collects. And part three, how did you train these guys? That's mm -hmm. the documents they're destroying, mm -hmm. I think. They mm -hmm. don't want people to know the secret sauce. You know, what, well, they also don't want to know they don't if want to get sued. Uh, well, yeah. copyright yeah. fights ahead. That's right. Um, Washington Post yeah. uh, obtained this uh, document, the FTC civil investigative demand, and they've given. Uh, I mean, if I sued you tomorrow, Leo, I would tell you to stop. I would tell your yeah. company, keep everything related to all of your communications with Stacey. Second paragraph. You must suspend any routine procedures for document destruction. Yeah. And take other measures to prevent the destruction of documents in your possession, custody, or control. So they're giving the uh, OpenAI folks two weeks to schedule a meeting with the FTC to answer these questions. I think that's good. That's a, that's I mean, exactly what just, you were this asking. This is a deceptive. For. This is a deceptive advertising case. Right? Yeah, in a way, it is. Tell me yeah. why it isn't, Jeff. Yeah. Um, because I could use Microsoft Word to do everything that we just discussed. Is Microsoft Word at fault, or am I at fault for using it to make up crap? Well. But it's reasonable. That but Microsoft company, Word doesn't tell me. No, Microsoft Word isn't actually doing. You're using no, no. it, but He's, you are actually if it's using ChatGPT. Let's say it's using OpenAI's oh, technology. Right. Well, no, I actually then mean the, the question is: Did OpenAI mislead that lawyer or mislead you in what the outcome of this use? Would okay, be? that's that's a good example. Yeah. So the lawyer asked machine he shouldn't have asked. Well, how was question. he supposed to do that? Yeah, and if, and if you Open used AI Microsoft. Well, this is where yeah, Microsoft is yes. the one at fault then. Microsoft putting ChatGPT in a search environment saying, this is what you should expect from I would search. bet that this same letter then goes I out to Microsoft. Microsoft would be the one. Yeah. 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 
I was, I thought you were saying you could do it with F, like with Microsoft Word. And I'd be like, and then the FTC will come after you for deceptive. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I can go to ChatGPT and ask it to make deceptive stuff. I could go to Microsoft Office and make up deceptive stuff. The, the, The intermediary of the tool in either case is not liable. And if, what, what I think you would argue next is, what if I didn't know, like the schmuck lawyer, and it made up stuff? Well, as the judge made clear, he had multiple opportunities to just Google these cases and find out that they weren't true. But is the, and that's where the, the liability lies. That's why he paid maybe, 5000 maybe they'll Yeah, yeah. and, and there, there's such a thing as, like, two parties having liability and right. it not being equal. Right. I mean, like, this is like Tesla's auto um, exactly. self-driving pilot exactly self-driving exactly but the judge this made is clear a case in, where in, in that case that the he made very clear that the chat gpt wasn't at all at fault he made clear it was the lawyer who screwed up because the lawyer I made a mistake F- i think the, the, the lawyer could make a well, case so that the a- open ai had a responsibility to clearly say it, it, this information could be completely made up it is oh, there at least and, not, maybe and, like, that's maybe that's, so yeah. also and a lawyer has a duty of care to their client that right. is much that's higher than the, the both average are consumer. Both are responsible. And I think it's appropriate for the why, FTC to go after open AI on these issues and find out and get do some investigation. And the lawyer already has been punished. Both can be punished for that. You know, Notebook LM puts this warning all over. Yeah. All over. But yeah. that doesn't stop people from using it because there's also this drumbeat of, isn't this amazing? Look mm-hmm. how smart it is. Look at all the cool things it'll do. Right? But... That's what the again the judge said. That was your fault, then, sir. Well, and this is where this is why the FTC exists against people who market things That's incorrectly right. because That's marketers will always tell you things yeah. are amazing. Yeah, deceptive. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good conversation. Oh, let's take a little break. let's take a little break. We want to do a change log here, and I have generated this change log. Thanks to ChatGPT. Oh boy! So, ladies and gentlemen, also known as Scooter X, is that what you're talking yes, about? Scooter I was about X. to say, right. Scooter. <laughs> has anybody ever met Scooter X in person? Do we know? No, 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 no. this is true. No, and he has the suspicious X, X in his in name. His name. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's time for the Google Change Log. <laughs> Corpora. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Benito. I think we made Benito go to sleep briefly. I really do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benito. Google abandons work to move assistant smart speakers to Fuchsia. Now, this is kind of surprising, isn't it, Stacy? Fuchsia, which is an operating system purpose built for IoT, I think. Uh, they already moved the Nest Hub Max to Fuchsia, but these apparently they're not they're not going to move the uh, speakers to Fuchsia. So this and Ruth Porat's new gig make me feel like there's a lot of doubt that Google's going to continue making these sort of devices. I feel uh, I'm a little worried about it. Killed by Google. Well, we learned uh, a couple of months ago that Amazon had lost billions on Alexa. Google mm-hmm. must be losing millions too. I mean, at least Amazon. You well, their other bets them. only made other bets is what this whole division's under, and they yeah. made two hundred and eighty-five million, and they lost. I don't know if they put out their loss, but yeah, this is not a big business. Last year, according to Nine to Five, Google Google's Fuchsia team had renewed its efforts to support smart speakers. The team had experimented with a single speaker, ditched that effort, <laughs> then restored it later on. 
They were working on multiple speakers. Uh, in fact, they were working on an as yet unreleased speaker equipped with UWB ultra wideband, which is interesting. Um, according to uh, the SOC manufacturer AmLogic, which makes the chip in these guys, Fuchsia was on track to replace the underlying cast OS of speakers like the Nest Audio. They had already done that with Nest Hub, but now they're changing horses in the middle of the stream. Fuchsia team on the GitHub uh, code repository formally marked all of its speaker hardware as unsupported and removed the related code. Wow. As Scooter X says, an IRC chip issue, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe yeah, just a waste of be. effort. Well, you do, like, when you want to, like... Oh, sorry. No, well, I was going to say it could be, like, not enough memory is part of the original. Maybe they like, couldn't you do know, it. When you're yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, you got to store everything you had, right. bring the new OS in, and then swap it over, and that's double the memory requirements. Right. So Let me say this right now. Like, Ruth... Keep your hands off Chrome, <laughs> Chrome OS. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and give me a new Chromebook while you're at. Well, I'm, that's asking too much. Yeah. You and this little toy computer over here next to me is cute. Hey, Just, what are you, hey, <laughs> what is that? Look at that! Isn't it cute? I forgot to ask. Are you using? Is that an Acer? What are you using? No, it's Pixel Go. Oh, the old Go. The it's the old Go. Go. Yeah, yeah. Google Play service is ending support for. Android 4.4. Ay, ay, ay. That's uh, we're at Android 14 uh, is imminent. So that's pretty old. It's yeah. KitKat. 10 years old in August. Um, so, you know, if you have a phone based on KitKat, maybe time to look at it. Yeah, it's time for another new phone. phone I did order. We didn't even mention uh, the Samsung event at 4 a.m. our time this morning. Uh, they announced, of course, the Fold 5, the Flip 5, the uh, new Samsung watches, new Samsung tablets. I ordered a Flip 5 because I know Stacy needs a new phone. <laughs> Actually, Lisa's very interested in looking at oh. it, too. But she says, I wish Apple would do this. Uh, a Fold? Yeah, and they may. Really? You know, I mean, Pixel's doing, Google's doing one now. So, uh, But it, the Fold 5 looks pretty good. It's got the chipset, same chipset as the S23 Ultra. This is the, the first time I've heard of lenses. any of this today. I Totally forgot about Samsung. Yeah, I know, because it was early in the morning. Totally they forgot. flew a bunch of people out there. Lance Ulanoff was there. Uh, Carolina. Kara, Mil- went, Nessie, she was she there. She was there. Yeah. Uh, who was it on the show? Uh, uh, oh, um, uh, Rubino. from Windows Central. Rubino was there, right? Yeah, Daniel Rubino. They flew these people out to South Korea, where it's about 800 degrees and 100% humidity, and they were there at this event. Um, I don't another day in Georgia. Yeah. I, it's, uh, anyway, um, I will have it August 11th. So I will have it for the following Wednesday. And I'll, I'll give you my review. I've had it for almost a week by then. And All I'll right. give you my review. Um, but, you know, it looks like they've made, made significant improvements to the hinge, the screen, and mostly to the screen on the outside of that thing. The one you have, Stacy's just got a little tiny screen. They're going to have a screen that fills up the, the whole house. So uh, it should be more usable. Uh, so maybe that's what you should replace your KitKat Android phone with. Chrome OS 115 rolling out. Do you have it yet, Jeff? I don't know. Android app streaming, PDF signatures, bunch of new features. Um, What's this PDF signature? You can now that you the PDF reader on your Chromebook 
when you open PDFs in the gallery app, there's a signature tool, so you can sign, add your Ooh, signature. Ooh, I yes. like that. Like no, I've got one fourteen. Oh, that's that's okay. pretty cool. So it's coming soon. They release that is handy because yeah. I use Dropbox and HelloSign. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, Hello I pay for Adobe to pain. do that. Right. And I Ooh, dislike can't. going to a service where I have to <laughs> sign into it and they take the document over. I'd rather DocuSign or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Android app streaming from your Pixel or your Xiaomi phone running Android thirteen or newer. Uh, which is cool. So you don't have to install an Android app. You could just have your have it on, for instance, Threads, yeah. which has a nice Android app. You could run that on your Well, on your I run Pixel. Threads now on... Yeah, as an Android, you install it as an Android as app. An Android app. Yeah. yeah. Now you can just stream it from the phone without installing it. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, and yeah, Windows has added the ability to, uh, to communicate with your... Um, Android phone as well. That should. I thought that was always the case. I thought that has been the case since eleven, right? Uh, no, I think this is um, maybe they've slowly been rolling this out. We were talking about it on um, uh, Windows Weekly this week. Man, I let thought me, they've been. Talking let me about find that Paul's uh, article since like last I can, year. I can fill you in because um, I I don't have the exact details. This was part of uh, his pick of the week here. Uh, nearby share it's called so this oh, this okay. came out so if you have a pixel phone and a windows machine um you can just apple does this with airplay mm-hmm. Air, uh, what is it air airdrop airdrop right? nearby share uh you can send photo you take a picture on your phone you can send it over in fact uh, to your your uh, windows laptop in fact richard campbell was saying he was actually He's selling his house, going around doing a photo shoot of the house, and had just set up that every picture he took on his phone went immediately to his uh, laptop, which is which is handy. It's handy, yeah. So that's a new feature. It's uh, nearby share for Windows in the Google Change Log. In the Google Change Log, but it, but it's, 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 it's no wait a minute. No, 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 I didn't. Don't, I didn't end, it. don't end the Google. <laughs> oh, that's it. Sorry, it's, it's officially over. Allowed to do more. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> once else. that once they play that i can't that's it it's the law isn't it I, the law the says ftc I, is gonna come after you said you in. said it was over and you defrauded people by doing yet more of it. it this is believe me you didn't miss anything i'm just looking at the two <laughs> items we didn't do live look at mr benito in the booth just waiting he's waiting Damn, said, what <laughs> push the what? button <laughs> our show today we're going to take a break and when we come back we will get picks and stuff Ooh, our show today brought to you by fast mail oh i love fast mail how many times have i said this if email is important to you do not use free email you get no support you're not the customer. You're the product. With fast mail, email works for you. The best support in the world. They treat you as a customer to be serviced and supported and cared for, not as a product to be exploited. No advertising. In fact, the anti-spam features of fast mail are second to none. It's actually the reason. For a long time, I I would have my mail go through Gmail just for the anti-spam and then into fast mail. I've been using fast mail for more than a decade. I finally just said, I don't need Google anymore. Fast mail does a better job. Fast mail uses mail, a sieve. And you can, of course, use the automatic settings. Very easy. But it's very powerful. I actually have a bunch of uh, code that I use. For instance, if uh, an email is in French or Chinese, I don't want it. Mm. I don't want it. 
uh, things like that, right? Because I can't read it. I don't know what it means. What's the point? And because my last name is Laporte, I get a lot of French, <laughs> all the French email, stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, it's a simple Civ command, and it's very easy. If you like using your email client, of course, you can keep using it. Fastmail is real IMAP. In fact, they they are uh, part of the open source community. They use the Cyrus IMAP server, and they contribute back to it. In fact, really, uh, Fastmail is a leader in the internet community, they are very active creating new standards for email, new authentication settings, things that will end up being in all of our email often start at Fastmail. Uh, if you want to use their app, they have an app on iOS or Android. I stopped using anybody else's apps. It's fantastic. Uh, they also have a web app, so you get your choice. You can get your mail any way you want. The uh, Fastmail web app has quick settings which makes it easy to install a new theme or switch between dark mode, mode and dark mode, mode, baby. Change your text size without <laughs> leaving the fast mail screen so you know exactly how it's going to look. Uh, you can create a new... Oh, I love the masked email addresses. So this works uh, standalone or if you're using a Bitwarden, our sponsor Bitwarden or 1Password, when you create a password for a site, Fastmail will create a new unique email address which doubles the security, right? Because they'd have to know that unique email address as well as the password. And that address is unique for every company, everything you sign up, which is a great way of finding out if they're selling that address on, right? Yep. Um, you can show or hide your reading pane. You can switch between folders and labels. Well, this is another thing. You know, Gmail isn't real uh, IMAP. It uses labels. IMAP uses folders. Some people prefer labels. You can switch back and forth. You can use either one on Fastmail. They support both. You can auto-save contacts. I do that. That way, if I have an email conversation going on, that person doesn't go into spam. It goes into my important folder because I say everything, everybody in my contacts that, that sends me an email, that should go in an important cause, folder because I know them, right? right? At the very least, that should go in an important um, of course, I have a VIP folder, so mail from my mom and my wife and my daughter automatically go there. And me. And, of course, Aunt Pruitt's email <laughs> goes in there. Uh, Aunt, you have your own folder. It's called Ignore. Uh, no, no, I'm just teasing you. You you go into VIP, absolutely. Um, and, in fact, I even see a little picture of Aunt because it supports services like a Gravatar. Gravatar so yeah. puts that right in there. Um, I use it for my calendars and contacts, too. Forget Google. I've got it all syncing with Fastmail. Notes, too. It's great. Total privacy. Now you can add or buy a domain through Fastmail. Now, I've done this. I have about 20 domains that I've purchased elsewhere. Now I'm going to buy them for Fastmail that I have Fastmail doing the DNS for, which gives me authenticated email from Fastmail automatically. They set up the records so it works right out of the box. I just think this is the best way to have a custom domain. And by the way, you know, like I have leoville.com, anything for, gets gets sent to at leoville.com goes into that inbox. So I another way I can use unique emails for everybody. Um, I, just, I, mean, I can go on and on. I, I have I, gone on and on. I finally got migrated over. It took me a little while because I have my own domain and I was screwing up my DNS records. Not Fastmail screwing it up. I was. Yeah, but once you put so it to Fastmail, it works really well. So you know it have, you have to wait on things to propagate and so yeah, forth. Yeah. And I finally got in touch with Fastmail and I was like, no, dude, you're doing it all wrong. Here. They have good this. support, don't they? Done. Love it. Lo that's because you're a customer. Oh. You pay for free email with your privacy at Fastmail. Your data is your data. Better productivity features. It's it's not expensive, as little as $3 a month. 
I just think it's the best email in it's totally the worth market. It. It's I've been using it forever. I've been telling people to use it forever. You get to choose fast mail. In fact, it should be easy to take all your old data from Gmail or anywhere else yep. and port it to your fast mail inbox. They're just the best. Reclaim your privacy, boost productivity with fast mail. Try to get everybody to use it. Try it now. Free for 30 days. Fastmail.com slash twit. Actually, my whole family uses Fastmail. They just don't know it because I have <laughs> Laporte.email. And so they get their email there and it forwards it onto whatever email service they want to use. They're going right through Fastmail. Fastmail.com slash twit. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm so glad I got my grade. Go ahead. Try to get some support from Gmail. Just try. <laughs> it reminds me of the woman who called the radio show saying, I went down, she's from Irvine. I went down to the Irvine Google office and knocked on the door. <laughs> Nobody was there. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but I knocked on their door. All right. It's so nice to have you in studio, Jeff. I'm so happy to be here. I it's wish it's you would just... Like a- Move Old out of Bedminster. Week. You don't need to be in that guy's golf club. Just come on over to us. There's th- thunderstorms on the East Coast tomorrow, so I might just be staying you over. Might be stuck. Yeah. It's all right. We got a guest room. You can do that. We're going to go out to dinner, but actually, we should say Jeff's going to stick around, and he and Jason Howell are going to do a little AI thing in yep. the club. Yep. So if you tune in for the Gizwiz, it'll be a little delayed. Jeff and Jason in the club doing AI, just getting ready for that AI show. Uh, actually, we had a great one last week, last week with Anthony Nielsen, who, how we use AI here. I didn't even know half of that stuff. He just did a whole bunch of logos. Did you see yeah. those? Yeah, I did. All I, I presume it's all as AI. As a matter of fact, I used one um, a couple great. hours ago. We'll see it later. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, Stacy, what's your thing of the week? I was going to give you all a new smart button, but it's not yet working. So I've got to troubleshoot that guy. Uh, but. So instead, I am going to tell you about, this feels cheesy. This feels like I'm intruding on Ant's territory. but I have no territory. <laughs> well, yeah. you'll see. It's a fitness product. It's a weight Oh, that's vest. definitely not mine. <laughs> well, no, he Stacey says, blowing up his very chest and showing his fitness abs. fitness focused. I did 21 well, push-ups the other day. Yes, you did. I'm never doing another one again. I can hardly move. Wait, 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 wait. Do that again. <laughs> Look at those guns. Oh, Jesus. So Stacy does not have biceps like that, but she's a Pilates master. Yes, she is. So I won't know. Part actually, of whoa. Stacey. Wait a minute. Hold I on, take that back. Wait a minute. I take that back, Stacy. Check out the tricep. Look at Holy that tricep. Oh. Is that from Pilates or have you been lifting weights? Miss, Miss Stacy, uh, I give you that's, your credit, but I got to show you where this mule kicked me on the back of my arm. Oh, here, you know? oh yeah. Don't even. <laughs> Gosh, if my arms look like that, none of my clothes would fit. You don't want to look uh, like that. That's- Mr. Howell brought this in. I didn't get to go to the gym this morning, so I brought my dumbbell in so I could do some stuff in the I thought I office. was your dumbbell. And um, apparently Mr. Howell, Mr. Howell thought it was quite amusing and brought it into the... Stacy, what's right, your thing? thing. <laughs> Let's see if Jeff can so, even pick it up. What do I do with it then? It's Just only 10 Shoulder press. What do I do with it then? Shoulder press. <laughs> Do some rows. Oh, wait, it's five curls. kilograms. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. only twenty. Well, it was about twenty. Yeah, it's yeah. About 20. I thought it was pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was pounds too. Never mind. Sorry, uh, Miss Stacy. Go ahead, right. Miss Stacy. That's Ouch. all right, man. Um, so I got the weighted vest. I thought I told you about this, but they said I didn't. Wait a minute. So the weighted vest is that like you give dogs so that they don't get scared in thunderstorms? <laughs> Yes, it's like a comfort thing. Sure. Um, it is. So I got it because I was worried about osteoporosis and I got it back in April. Um, 
It'll make you and look like you have osteoporosis. <laughs> Hunched over no, trying to carry the weight. I'm so tired. No, How so heavy is just, your weighted vest? So mine goes to 20 pounds, oh. and I, I'm doing the full 20 pounds. But so the idea here, there's a couple ideas. You, you know, my trick was just to eat more bagels, and I carry an extra 20 pounds around with me all the time. All the That's time. That's hard on your knees, man. It is. Trust me. So I got it for walking. Other people will wear a weighted vest for push-ups and fitness things like pull-ups. I'm sure Ant would rock a weighted vest. And College hardhead. College hardhead has a weighted vest for his track training. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mine is not for that. Although I do now do lunges and squats. Where I, I want a model. I want you to model it and demonstrate it. Do you really? I can go grab yeah, it. Who's, I mean, yeah. this is an yeah. audio <laughs> show. Who, who, yeah. Do you do you recommend a manufacturer? or Does it matter? So. Because I just started and because I knew I was only using it for walking, I wanted to get one from um, Dick's Sporting Goods because they have some nice ones. But mm-hmm. the one I wanted, they don't have. Oh. So I just got one. I got one for like 50 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, because I see they could, be, for, they could be as much as $200. Yeah. So if you're going to do so, Stitching, like the hype, man. it's the hype. Yeah. There, there is there. The expensive ones are worth it if you're gonna. You want it to be super form fitting, so you don't injure yourself or fling things around. Especially if you're wearing oh, it and you right, like rest, right. because that's not going to be pleasant. Right. Um, but the the big things to look out for are you don't want to start with more than ten percent of your weight for anything really. Um, and well, that's easy. That gives me fifty pounds. Easy. <laughs> that's good. All right. Most of that. Yeah. Um, and look for something that is form-fitting enough and that I look for things. Like neoprene ones are very popular. I hate them because you can't really wash them really well. Oh, yeah. um, and they look for great. removable weights. Yeah. yeah. Look for removable things so you can take out removable weights so you can change the weight. And also so you can take those out and run your vest through the wash. Right. Um, so mine is like Movestar. I bought it at Amazon. Okay. They have a um, lot of them. And you're right. The price ranges everywhere from... 20 bucks to 100 bucks. Yeah. So the, all over the, the things place. to look at are, yeah, adjust, like being able to take out your weights so you can also adjust them. Um, look for, I look for the weights to, at a higher end one, they're going to be metal plates, lower end, they're going to be like sand or little filling. Can uh, I get one that things. says police on it? Uh, <laughs> that would yes, be good. Sure. Actually, I'm sure you could. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I look like when I'm walking around. I, know. I look like I know. some sort of crazy person. Nobody gonna mess with um, you. Yeah. But I love it. Um, it's uh, like I have. I won't have a bone density test for another year. But the reason I got it is because it helps. You're smart. Load your spine and your smart. hips yep. for women who are in danger of osteoporosis. Yep. And you know what? It also boosts your heart rate on a walk. And walks are like. Mm-hmm. I mean, Burn you some just calories. You just. Yeah, you just pop this on. It's not like super intense and you just go for a walk. I walk the dog with it. And when the dog stops, I like hop up and down, you know, or I do the lunges. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I definitely want we to do that. that. We need to make that a yeah. GIF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that just now? Just but under, under weight. Down. I mean, well, oh. I, I can't, I can't oh. jump. It's like jump rope. Do little hops. Um, this is, and this, then, yeah. I'm just getting exhausted hearing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exhausting. Meanwhile, I look over but here yeah. to the left and someone's pointing. I want one. Oh, <laughs> through it it's great. I mean, it's really, it's really helpful. And you can start small and load up and it doesn't feel like you're working out. But you are actually, I mean, 
my heart rate when I walk with this is regularly getting up to like 115 beats per minute without stressing me out. And I can walk for an hour with this and I'm like crazy or half an hour, whatever. Queen Pruitt has a microphone, let us be known. She can speak for herself. Oh, they gave her a mic. Wow. Boy, we're in trouble. Yes. I um, was diagnosed with the osteopenia. Yes, this is perfect for that. Thank you. That's why I said I want mine. Because I have oh, the, but start- the, the beginnings of that in my lower back uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah. So the, it's lifting weights. That's great for bone, you. Bone density, right? Yeah. But it's really important you start. Don't go too heavy too fast. Cause, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I just, I, I'm like, I don't know if, you know. No. So you're not going to recommend that. a brand, it, but yeah. but you but those are things to look for: removable weights, washable. Um, yes. Yeah. Good idea. I think for uh, everybody. Yeah. And the right size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Form fitting, if you're and high quality stitching. Although if you're paying fifty bucks, you can get rid of it. Um, yeah. I and have, if you go ahead. Oh, it's like and if you want to go like real heavy. Yeah. They have plates, but. I, 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 didn't I don't recommend do those. No, that's that's for yeah. That Arvid. looked like awful. Yeah. No, just get us. If you want to get plates, just get a daggum sled and drag that. You know, <laughs> I mean, because that's that's more that's heavier weight. I'm dead serious. If you want to put that yeah. much weight on, get a sled and drag that. Yeah. You, you'll do much. I used more to use work. that at the gym. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was hard. Good pick. Thank you, Stacy. Was. was hard. Here's, was. Well, here's my pick. You think? No, I'm pretty fitness focused. Um, I, I recommend these dumbbells. Uh, they weigh 0. 0.01 kilograms. They are massive. So they're, they're not, they're light, but you do a <laughs> lot of pink. reps. I do a lot. Well, you can get them in other colors. I like pink. No, pink is good. Pink is good. Uh, just two pieces, $3 and 92 cents. <laughs> One tenth okay, of my a child, kilogram. Finger, per, finger my curls. My child was rocking the little two. We got, we got, when they were a kid, we got the little two pound weights for them to yeah, practice with. Yeah. That's, I think, a good idea. You don't need, you don't need to give a kid plastic. Don't give him a little two-pound Give him nice ones. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm just teasing, obviously. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Jarvis, what so, is your pick? So I think I'll go, since you're going to see um, Oppenheimer. In a couple of weeks, yeah, a week from Friday. Uh, yeah. Right up against, smack up against the screen. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's all I could get. I thought it was fourth row from the back, it was fourth row from the front. <laughs> oh, I should bring my, uh, I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> Neck bring, bring your Geiger counter is what you bring. Yeah. It's going to be looking straight up at the movie. So there's a, there's a neat little story here in Ars Technica. That says that the IMAX control panel. We see a lot of pictures of the of Isn't the plates funny? that are bigger. Yeah, it emulates a Palm Pilot software. This is this technology is so ancient, <laughs> and people learned this because of a TikTok. Mm-hmm. They saw this TikTok of the IMAX platter, and somebody said, "What's that on the iPad? It looks like a Palm Pilot." And they actually wrote a Palm Pilot emulator because it was originally Palm Pilot software Amazing. that controlled these giant. I, there's only a you know half dozen or dozen of these uh, theaters in the country that can play this 70 millimeter print mm. isn't that hysterical amazing. yeah as i said here in the story if it ain't broke right and we you know we see this all the time with school districts that are still using amigas to control yeah. their track <laughs> yeah. air traffic controllers that are using altairs well that's a different matter <laughs> Uh, wow. ATC you know, I wonder there. if I could get in. Uh, we're going to see this uh, at a 70 millimeter IMAX. I wonder if I can 
Ooh. beg to go in oh, and see the, uh, the thing. It, it, it's such a long movie. 600 pounds of film, 11 miles mm. long, because it's a three-hour movie, and they didn't plan for them to be that long. They had to get special platters made. How do they lift it into place? They use a, Very the, carefully. the forklift. Jeez. Literally yeah. a forklift. Very carefully. Um, good number. Heavy, man. Yes. What is your pick of the week, Aunt Pruitt? Uh, my pick is Google Stadia is living on in the Pruitt household. What? Yes, because I finally found Open EMU. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess that's how you say it. Yep. Uh, for Mac, and I can now use my Google Stadia controller that was that was killed by Google however long ago via Bluetooth to play some classic NES and PlayStation games, and it's been quite enjoyable. It's a game Ooh. emulator. Yes, game emulator on uh, on Mac OS. Because uh, I was trying Nestopia, couldn't get it to work, and I was trying some other USB connected game controllers. I tried maybe two other ones, couldn't couldn't get it to work. But it works. I don't, with your I don't know why, but Amazon. the Google Stadia controller works like a champ. So yeah. And what games are? Is it you or the hardheads? Oh, this is me. Like, yeah, what games are you playing? They get their own stuff. This is for me. <laughs> I've been playing Contra and Metroid and Mike oh, Tyson's wow. Punch Out, Super Mario Brothers. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's been great. It's been there great. is a uh, an uh, an Atari game collection for uh, Xbox that doesn't just have the games; it has documentaries. What? Uh, and so you can play the games, but you can also play the uh, you can watch the shows that you know the little do- mini documentaries. Oh man! And I think there's hundred a hundred games or something like that. The 2600 I, was great. That was my first thing, right? It's oh, my first, gosh. first to game machine. Pitfall on, on the Pitfall. 2600. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, it's, actually, it's only 50. It's Atari 50, it's called. It's to celebrate the 50th anniversary. This, okay. this review calls it weaponized nostalgia. And this is on <laughs> Xbox? Xbox or PlayStation. Okay. Remember that? Yes. Yep. Man, that was great. Yep. There's Pong. I was a big fan of Space Wars. I used to like Missile Attack. Yeah, Missile Attack. Gosh, that's good stuff. Kids, we've come to the end of this uh, episode. I wanted to get a short one in. It's only uh, two hours because we want to give you time. Only two. Uh, And then we'll go to dinner. uh, Did we talk for 45 minutes? It felt like we did. God. (laughs) I meant like, but for 45 minutes before we even started the show. We did. Yeah. Hard to believe. Because we have such fun together. It's because we love talking to yes, each other. Yeah. Stacy Higginbotham is at Stacy on IOT.com. Uh, that's where you can find the IOT podcast she does with Kevin Tofel, articles about IOT. There's also uh, events. There's a whole lot of stuff. This is a great site. And you must subscribe to Stacy's free weekly Internet of Things newsletter. Uh, anything? What's going on in the podcast? Last time we oh, talked, you had that uh, person on with the Cyber Trust, right? Oh yeah, who sounded like Mister Rogers? I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> tomorrow's guest is the CEO of Purple Air, and we're talking about citizen oh. science, how to get the most cool. out of your Purple Air. I have an and indoor and outdoor Purple. Yeah, from back when the wildfires with were filters there. now. Uh, no, the purple just senses and tells you, oh, okay. stop breathing, because it's bad <laughs> Stop breathing. Yeah. Don't go bad, outside. Bad out there. Very nice. Stacy on IOT.com. He looks like Ms. Pruitt is. 
<laughs> ready to sing. Yeah. I don't know about Wait that. Wait a minute. Not yet. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we do that, Jeff Jarvis, make sure you get the book, the Gutenberg uh, Parenthesis. Everybody should buy it, Gutenberg Parenthesis. And hopefully you'll sign mine before com. It is day. actually, this is bad news, good news. It is out of stock, but temporarily there's a new press run. It'll be in stock Yay, good uh, for you. next week. That's good. You sold so, out the first edition. Good yeah. for you. I have a first edition. Oh. This might be worth something someday. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find him also at buzzmachine.com. $4. And it's not- about the same amount as that picture we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jeff's also the director of the Townite Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism. Oh, I should get you to autograph those pictures. Yes. <laughs> you don't at want to ruin Newmark historical artifact of journalism at the City University Newmark. of New York. Got to get Craig's plug in. Jeff, so great yes. to see you. Good Thank to you see you. For coming out here. Aunt Pruitt, of course, in our community, uh, in the Discord, and also online at antpruitt.com slash prince and here every Wednesday. Thank you, Ant. Mm-hmm. We do this week in Google every Wednesday. Led, let's see, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2100 UTC. You can watch us live at live.twit.tv. If you're watching live, chat live in our IRC. Or, of course, you can join our club twit and get into that Discord right behind the velvet rope there. That's where all the good stuff happens. So excited about this September interview mm. or, or AMA or fireside chat with Hugh yeah, Howie. Yeah. Who did the Wool series that Silo's based on? And our good friend, Daniel Suarez, Freedom Team, Demon TM, uh, his oh. newest book. He's just great. It's going to be great. I'm right. really looking forward to that. And you're going to join us for that. As I will well, join right? you. And we're going to stream that for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see it after the fact, you'll have to be, a, be member a member. Go to twit.tv slash club. Join. Twit. That's just one of join. many events. We have almost as many events as the Commonwealth Club now. We're yeah. Really, we're really putting, <laughs> putting on a show. And it does support us. You also get ad-free versions of all the shows. Seven bucks a month. It's it's really a good deal. Please yep. join the Cool Kids, Kids Club. And uh, I want to I want to give one more shout out about an upcoming event. We have our coffee time uh, photo critique that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, based on some market research, apparently my coffee time has been just a bit too uh, uh, distinct. So. How about we just have you all upload whatever photo that you did, that was inspired to capture? It says right here, best fits the theme of coffee I, time. I, hey, but that's people what I, don't read that's that, what do I they? Said. So we're yeah. just going to... Tea time. You, you can feel inspired tea time too. to snap a photo. I want you to upload it and let us know why you were inspired but, to snap that photo. But you will be critiqued on that. And too. no AI-generated images. And no Must AI, be real not photos. Time. Not this time. No AI. That'll be that's fun. Right. That's coming up uh, August 4th at 4 p.m. One of many, many events uh, going on. Seven bucks a month is nothing to pay for this good no, stuff. Pay more for coffee. I think so. All right. The queen has consented to perform. <laughs> uh, what will we be? Uh, what will we be here? This is kind of America's Got Talent. No. Uh, Twit no. edition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a button or a chair to. Wait a minute! I'll start facing the wrong way, and if I like it, I'll spin around. What what are you going to be singing for us? I'm a little nervous. Well, it's just the intro to the the SpongeBob, my first song, just a little bit of it, not the whole thing or anything like that, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, the mic up. The Queen. What you want to introduce her? Mm-hmm. You know her better than anybody. I'll just start it. Just no, start she, singing. She okay. I got it. Got it. I'm gonna turn <laughs> it in. If I like it. I'll be back. <laughs> What's the mic? Gee golly, that was close. It's just a little smoke. A miner said back. 
a few more hours at most, and I'll be done with this here brand new jetpack. <laughs> and oh, then gosh. this Texas girl, this country girl, will spread her wings and fly. My bushy tail, a comics trail, clear across the sky, <gasps> above the town, and looking down on a typical bikini bottom day. <laughs> oh, boy. Straight out of the that's it for Twig. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, that's that's a show. Anyway. That was awesome. Okay, oh we did you every sound week. great. Every week. It sound yeah, sound great. That was yes. awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. I had no idea. That's really good. Stacey Stacey got to literally awesome end on a high note. note. Yeah. She yeah. said you got to end on a high Stacey note. Stacy enjoyed it, too. Hey there. Scott Wilkinson here. In case you hadn't heard, Home Theater Geeks is back. Each week, I bring you the latest audio-video news, tips and tricks to get the most out of your AV system, product reviews, and more. You can enjoy Home Theater Geeks only if you're a member of Club Twit, which costs 7 bucks a month. Or you can subscribe to Home Theater Geeks by itself for only $2.99 a month. I hope you'll join me for a weekly dose of Home Theater Geekitude. 